It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Timcast IRL. I want to start this show with my heartfelt condolences to the Trump family. We, we got news, uh, not, to, not that long ago that Ivana Trump had passed away, cardiac arrest. And, uh, obviously she's the mother of many of the Trump children. And it's just, it's sad to hear. Uh, there's some pretty brutal videos seeing that the you know, Trump kids are very devastated by this. So, uh, I just want to say everyone here, uh, wishes them well and we give our condolences. And, uh, it, it, we, we might just get into the story later on because it is, it's very important, but you know, sad stuff as we start the show. But we do have big news in the Trump family outside of the, the, the sadder news. Donald Trump gave an interview to, I think it was New York Mag, where he essentially announced he is running. In every conceivable way that he could, he said he was running without literally saying he was running. And it was, it was, it was brilliant. It was so Trumpian. He's like, I've made a decision. And when I announce people aren't going to want to run because I'm polling better than them. He basically said it. So it's like, okay, okay we get it. You're running. <laughs> the thing is, if he formally declares that he's running, it, it puts a bunch of laws in play. Like all of a sudden he's, he's, he's beholden to a bunch of FEC laws and regulations. So this is why people always do these things. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Plus, you've got Elon Musk's statements about Ron DeSantis, and we love talking about Trump versus Ron DeSantis, so we'll get into that. And then we've got a bunch of other news. Ocasio-Cortez basically said January 6th was an inside job. <laughs> she said the police held the door open for that. Like, they did. And I agree with her. She said she wants an investigation, a deep dive into these cops who seem to have been involved. And I'm like, yes, please. Unfortunately, the news about AOC is completely being distracted from because... Alex Stein yelled that she had a big booty. Oh, no. So that's the news in the cycle. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's so annoying. But of course, they're going to try and distract from something very important AOC said. I am with AOC 100% on that. Investigate those cops who held the door open. Get down on the J6 committee and show the world. Cops held the door open. Who were they? Why were they doing it? We also got our, uh, our good friend Malcolm Nance saying <laughs> that uh, the Republican Party has been radicalized and we may have to fight our neighbors. Now, the rhetoric's getting really crazy. So we're going to get into all that. Before we do, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support the work we're doing here. We have a bunch of new shows in the works. We have some comedy specials in the works. We've got a big announcement coming very, very soon. I know I keep saying that, but trust me, it is coming. And it's just because we got to deal with all these technical issues, but we're doing some big infrastructure changes, which I'm really excited for. Click that sign up button in the top right. Become a member. We're going to have a members only show, the after hours show at 11 p.m. tonight. You don't want to miss it. It is uncensored. And uh, we say naughty things and tell very funny, uh, funny jokes, and it's, it's, it's a good time. You'll also be supporting our journalists. So don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And tonight, joining us to talk about the news is Vanessa Santos. Hello, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, so uh, who are you? I am the CEO of Red Renegade PR. Um, I started my firm uh, to be an aggressive, doesn't take no for an answer PR firm that fo- that fights wokeism wherever we find it. Um, I make sure our clients have a voice and can be heard. Too often over the years, I've seen so many people get censored or canceled because they don't follow the accepted view. And I have worked hard to, f- to fight against that. So um, <clears throat> I put together my own team that rebels against that and gives our clients a voice. Right on. 
You work with some pretty cool people, I hear. I do. A lot of prominent people, people we've had on the show, for instance. Mm -hmm. So um, behind some of the guests we've had have been uh, individuals like yourself. Yes. So here you are now today on the show. I was telling... Lydia, earlier, I decided after I had my two boys since since COVID hit that um I I wanted to be a little more vocal myself with mm-hmm. the culture war because I'm not sure I'm too pleased with the direction the country is going. Right so, on. More people yeah. got to speak up. For so. sure. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Glad to see you. We also have Brett Dasovic of Pop Culture Crisis. How's it going? Uh, yes, I am a pop culture crisis. It would normally be Mary sitting here, but she, uh, she took the night off tonight. I don't know what that's about. Normally. Uh, yeah, she, uh, well, lately, <laughs> the last, uh, not the last couple of days, but yeah, uh, we do pop culture crisis, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube.com. Uh, and I, it sounds like you were giving the Trump school of announcing earlier with your, with your comment about saying that you have a big announcement coming. See, everyone's announcing that they've got an announcement coming. That's right. Yeah, it's, great. uh, it's very good marketing. I am not running for president. No. That, that is not my announcement. You've announced. You're not running. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Announce that you're going to make an announcement about not running. Exactly. Yes. I also have an announcement tonight. Josh19Z mapped on Twitter asked me to work graphene into the convo tonight, but Josh, I am announcing that I will not be working <laughs> graphene hexagonally latticed carbon into the conversation, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> but thanks for the request. I am also here in the corner. I'm very excited to have Vanessa. I love the idea of bringing people forward who do some of the hard work behind the scenes that never get any kind of attention. Very important work to be done. Really like the idea of platforming people who don't often get a chance to speak. So let's get into it. Or just getting more people to speak up. Exactly. Stand up for themselves. Yes. It can be risky. Last night I was thinking, we talked about God last night a lot, and I was thinking like, you know, I don't, I can't speak for God. Obviously no one has that authority really, but it feels like it doesn't want us to just make money. It's not about money. It's about communication. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of it anyway. I think it's about making the world better for everyone in every possible way. Improving upon this beautiful green earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that stuff. Let's jump into this first story. Trump says he's made up his mind about 2024. Big decision is timing of announcement. I love this. The Hill reports. They say former President Trump said he has made a, made a decision about running for the White House. Well, in my own mind... I've already made that decision, so nothing factors in anymore. In my own mind, I've already made that decision. Do uh, He added, do I go before or after? That will be my big decision. The interviewer then said midterms, and he said midterms. Let people know, I think a lot of people would not even run if I did that, because if you look at the polls, they don't even register. Most of these people, he said, and I think that you would actually have a backlash against them if they ran. People want me to run. He could not have said in, in, in any more clear terms, he's running, short of outright saying, I'm running. So Trump 2024, I guess. There we go. And I mean, it is relatively early for a president to make a bold statement like this. I know he didn't formally declare, but even with Hillary, the joke, the meme was she's running over and over again because she really waited as long as possible to even suggest she would run. What are the legal ramifications for announcing for him? You can't take money from certain people, or you can only take a certain amount of money from right. certain groups and people. The the one oh it's 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 so um, honorable the way Hillary Clinton did it, right? Oh yeah, because she made sure to get those big fat Goldman Sachs paychecks <laughs> before she announced oh, she was gosh. running. Yeah, we know how that works. Those very expensive speaking engagements. That's mm-hmm. right. 
I feel yeah. like these laws really incentivize people to kind of hedge and hedge until, like Hillary Clinton did, she got a bunch of money and then she announced she was running. It seems very shady, and it seems like we're making it easier for them to do that. And I don't think we should make it easier for politicians to be dishonest. Call me crazy. So I, I love this from CNN. It sure <laughs> sounds like Donald Trump is running in 2024. Oh, come on, Chris Saliza, just say Trump is running. We all know. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what really frustrates me about this, and what I think is actually the bigger story is Donald Trump's penchant for giving people who despise him the scoop. Why? Why does he keep helping these people? This was a big deal. His informal announcement that he's decided he's going to run and that he wants to announce soon and people may drop out. And he goes to Olivia Nuzzi of, uh, I think it's New York Magazine. Mm. And the first thing they do, let me see if we can... uh, We'll pull up this story. The whole first paragraph is just disparaging Trump and smearing him with every possible negative story he imaginable. Knows better than this. It's, it's incredible. He's the guy who looked at, who do you look at, Jim Acosta? You are fake news. Mm-hmm. And then when, when it comes to one of the biggest announcements, does he go to Breitbart? Does he go to Human Events? Does he go to Post Millennial? Does he go to Crowder or Timcast or any independent outlet? <laughs> he goes to the people. The first thing they do, this whole paragraph, I can try to read it fast. It's very long. All right. Here we go. Here's the first paragraph of Donald Trump's interview with New York Magazine. Donald Trump was impeached twice, lost a 2020 election by 7,052,770 votes, is entangled in investigations by federal prosecutors over the Capitol insurrection and over mishandling of classified white documents and over election interference in the District of Columbia Attorney General over financial fraud of the Presidential Inaugural Committee and the Manhattan District of Attorney over financial fraud of the Trump Organization and, in New York, and the New York State Attorney General over financial fraud of the Trump Organization and the Westchester County District Attorney over financial fraud of the Trump Organization and the Fulton County Georgia District Attorney over criminal election interference in Georgia and the Securities and Exchange Commission over rules violation and plans to take his social media company public through a SPAC and the House Select Committee on January 6th whose hearings are are the runaway TV ratings into the summer. Yet on Monday, July 11th, he was in a fantastic mood. Why would you give an interview to someone who's going to introduce you and your ideas in that way? You know, I I actually think that giving it to Olivia proves his uh, priorities, which which is that you know he's he doesn't really care to run for America. He cares to pick up where he left off, fighting with reporters and getting attention. Yeah, I think, I think it's right. a huge distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, from what we really need from a presidential candidate right now. It's, you know, it's, a, it's unfortunate to see him doing this right out the gate. You know yeah. what this says to me? This says to me that Donald Trump has learned nothing. He's learned nothing. He's learned nothing. He always wanted the media to be his friend. He wanted them to be on his side. Even as he was calling them the fake news, he would still give all these super combative interviews. He has learned nothing. I see no way that he would fire the people who need to be fired. That's a good and, point. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to make any changes if he does run again, even if he does win. I, I can't believe he went to New York Mag Ridiculous. for this. It's it's absolutely bonkers. Well, maybe for the real announcement, he'll he'll do it with a with an ally. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Is there any way to get I, the I, analytics? It doesn't have to be an ally. It has to be somebody who's just going to give you the news. Yeah. You know. Is there any way to grab analytics on this article that he that was written about his announcement that he's considering announcing announcing for president? Uh, because he could have come out if he did it on a show like this, he'd have 1.6 million views overnight, and it would yeah. be his face and his voice, which is what gets you elected, not text. Well, Except in Biden's case, apparently. <laughs> hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, well, he resisted going to any alternative platforms <clears throat> for the longest time until he had his own. And he's clear, very clearly resisting. Yeah, he went to this lady. Holy crap. Take a look That's at incredible. this from Ground.News. Bias fact check. Olivia Nuzzi interacts, 92% of the news she interacts with, interacts with is left-leaning. Look at that tiny little morsel of, of right-wing in there, which is probably like 4% or something. And Donald Trump decided that he's going to go to the people who smear him, who defame him, who attacked him, who propped up the lies, who lied about Kyle Rittenhouse, who lie about just who, who lied in defense of Justice Smollett, who lie about him. And then first chance they get when he sits down with this woman is she opens the entire paragraph smearing him in every imaginable way. Because I want to make sure this point is clear. Just because people who hate Trump are trying to dig up dirt on him, opposition research or investigate him doesn't mean Trump did something wrong. We are innocent until proven guilty in this country. And people who are trying to smear Trump, we get it. They're going after him. But she makes it the entire introduction. I wish that he just went to, I mean, name any any independent journalist. It doesn't have to be a conservative. He could have just made a YouTube video and did a video. If just him talking to the camera, it would have been spectacular. I was going to ask, who is, if you were to give an outlet other than Timcast, who do you think, uh, who would have been a good site for him to go to? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan? Yeah, but Joe Rogan won't won't have him him on, which I don't even know if I believe that. I'm not sure about that either. uh, Given uh, how Rogan's been talking lately, I'm not sure if I believe that, but. Believe that he wouldn't have him on? uh, That he uh, turned him down for that reason. Like, it just doesn't seem like him. Yeah, I heard that Joe, I just maybe just got fed up with them. I I didn't hear that he got fed up with them. I'm imagining maybe he did, and he's just like, I'm done with that guy. I don't understand why Joe would not have interviewed Trump. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think he wanted to at some point. He he said he would host the debate. He said, I don't help him. Right. Mm. But he said he would have a debate between Biden and Trump before the uh, 2020 right. election. <laughs> and that never that. never came to fruition. Unfortunately. But I'll, I'll, I'll stress this point we made last time we talked about this. When Joe Rogan says, I won't have Trump on because it would help him. Think about what that means. Joe knows Biden can't do it. And Trump would be helped by it. Right. Whether he intended to or not, he was outright saying Donald Trump would do well and benefit from being on this show. Joe Biden wouldn't. Biden going on Rogan and like. For two hours? Three hours, right? Three I hours. Uh, I don't think he could do that. He's well, he Joe would cut him early. He yep. can't even be trusted to walk around the White House egg roll yeah. alone, right? Yeah. Biden can't. <laughs> he has oh, to have Joe press Biden. handling him there. You could, no way he could handle Rogan. We've been we've been having like this inside joke about how people complain about when they do Rogan, they they have to go to the bathroom so bad when they're done <laughs> that like Rogan has like he loves it, like he loves the fact that these people just like can't go to the bathroom when they're, when they're recording. <laughs> but just, you but you can go to the bathroom on Joe's show. I, it's, it's, uh, but uh, they were just picturing like him being like, oh, we're not done yet, we're not done fact, yet. And he starts uh, playing okay. like waterfalls in the background. Yeah, Shavir went to the bathroom on Joe's yeah. show in his hallway, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Sometimes. They just do a cut. Yeah. And sometimes if they just carry on or like Joe's smoking or whatever, they just carry on. Yeah. So, I mean, people bounce from this show and go to the bathroom all you the time. You gotta go to the, if you gotta go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Go, you gotta go. There's yeah, I mean, stone. we're just chilling. There are <laughs> times and places when not, but on podcasts, go to the bathroom. It will add to the urgency of your performance if you don't. Yeah. It's true, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anger, uh, yeah. temperatures rise. Now, yeah. now I'm here, so glad to learn the bathroom policy. Your leisure. If Joe Biden was on with Joe Rogan, Two scenarios would occur. The first is that he would probably be getting up to go to the bathroom quite a lot. Yep. The second is that he would be the one person who doesn't need never to get went up to, to go, go to the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yep, because he's set. He just He's goes got right his where he is. <laughs> I thought the 
that's where you were yeah, going, I but I wasn't sure. <laughs> right, so. You, you went. Okay. Could you imagine watching Rogan with Biden? And then it like, Joe says something like, but come on, man. Like, you know, Joe Rogan says, come on, you're talking about... The, the the mass printing of money it's got to have some kind of inflationary effect and then it cuts to Joe and Joe's just like <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> no what, what am I doing here Biden Mr. one, one more doing? minute his <laughs> eyes would go like really wide for a no, second no, and nobody pops blood yeah. his <laughs> eyes <laughs> oh, no Pause. not the eye I saw a video of uh, of Biden man he looks r- he looks worse than people realize poor guy well like, the Israel are you talking about him coming off the plane kind of disoriented what am I doing here it might have been that yeah, one it was a, he sniffs a little boy. Oh, oh no! I oh, saw that. Was, but he's like just like. Over. It was who? Who was it? Who said he looks like the dude from Hannibal? Oh, oh my oh, god! Oh yeah, I don't remember. Because that was Lando. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Lando. That's amazing. <laughs> dude, Biden does, and uh, Trump. Uh, did did? This is funny. We just mentioned the other day. Trump needs to announce ASAP because it puts Biden in the worst possible position. Hmm. If Biden drops out. Due to his health or whatever, after Trump runs, you know, or Trump announces, then he's like, oh, Joe Biden ran away scared. The Democrats know they're not going to win. It will look really, really bad. And a big component to elections is many people vote for whoever they think is going to win. It's a weird mm-hmm. thing about people yeah. in this country, especially. So that's bad. Or what if Joe bows out due to, uh, or the Democrats pull him out? Like either way, if Trump announces and then Biden is, is, is out for, for some reason, the Democrats are going to lose significant support if they have any at all. Do you think that's still an issue here with this polarized climate as we have right now that people are still voting for who they think is going to win? You know, maybe, maybe, maybe some people. I'll tell you the crazy thing. There was an article in Axios talking about the realignment about how uh, the Republican Party has become more uh, diverse, racially diverse and more working class. And the Democrats have become whiter and wealthier that, that it's. For sure. Trump lost white, white votes. That's the crazy thing. He gained votes in the black community, the Latino community along the Rio Grande Valley. And so the Democrats are becoming the elite white, they're, they're the elite white liberals. Mm -hmm. So their concerns are not what regular people are concerned with. No, I mean, just, just looking at the big issues that they're trying to talk about, they're so obsessed with abortion and, you know, and, and pronouns and, uh, and, and calling well, people the right pronoun. And then meanwhile, real Americans are trying to get to work. They're trying to fill their tanks. I mean, it's, it's so out of touch. I want to, I want to, I want to play this clip for all you guys. Oh for those big fans of Joe Biden, I got a <laughs> clip for you. Steve Guest says Joe Biden tries to shake hands with nobody again. And he does. And here's the video of Joe Biden. Whoa, let me oh, get the, switch the audio. Yeah, the audio is always in the wrong setting. Time, darn it. Here we go. Here we go. We got it. We got you, everybody. Here we go. Thank you, President Herzog and President Whoa. Biden. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do a slow motion play by play. Here we have President Joe Biden at the podium. He goes to shake the hand of this man. I don't know who that guy is. And he turns to reach his hand out. Who's over there? And there's no one there. That's here's right. the best part. Wait, you really got to see this. He reaches his hand out to shake, pauses, and then looks at his hand like he's tripping. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. What you is see that? on? That, and he just points. He's like, oh, he I'm points. going this way. But okay. it's the weirdest thing where he, like, he reaches his hand out, and then he just, like, looks at what it like, this? what is this thing attached to me by my, my body? Wow. Oh, my gosh. If it was Hunter, it'd be because he'd been up for three days at a time. He wasn't <laughs> right. seeing things. But, like, it, it really does uh, end speech repeat the line. It's uh, It gets harder and harder to ignore. 
um, for regular people. And I do think that the average ordinary citizen, maybe the reason Trump is not uh, like kept his, uh, going the way that things are is because he feels like any deviation from things will mix up the momentum of letting them screw up what they're doing. Never interrupt your enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Joe yeah. Biden, when he ran, he didn't actually run. You yeah. know, he kept calling a lid. Yeah. And when you watch this video, he reaches his arm out. He's not pointing. He's reaching his arm out, open palm, and then he just looks at his hand. Look at that. He's like, huh? He's like staring at his hand. There's no one here. Now, here's the best part. The last time this happened, PolitiFact said, President Joe Biden was confused, turned around, and shook hands with thin air after a speech. False. What, how do they square that circle? They said, oh, he was just gesturing to the crowd. Mm. It's like, dude, he did it again. This is the game they play. Yep. It's like Joe Biden could fall down and start screaming and they would be like he was auditioning for a movie. Actually, <laughs> that, totally normal. The first time he ever said end of quote, they were like, he, he's not reading the prompter wrong. He's uh, it was part of the speech. Mo- most mm-hmm. people say end of quote when they're ending a quote. Mm. Then he says it again. Repeat say, line. Repeat the line. <laughs> he goes, end of quote. Repeat the line. And it's, dude, you read the instructions. It's look, man. It's a Ron Burgundy moment. I was on Ron, so Ron Burgundy last night. I was praying for this man's mental health, just his health in general. Yeah. As much as I understand the he's bad at his job, I want him to fail. So let's just harp on him until he's gone. But a sick-minded president can ruin the world. So we need, yeah. maybe not. To, we we need to support him in some Ian. way, acknowledging that he doesn't shouldn't be the president. Ian, a sick-minded president could ruin the world. He's doing it. He yeah. is ruining the world, right dude. Now. <laughs> he gave a, a million barrels of our strategic oil reserve. He surrendered to the Taliban. Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah. Come on, man. He gave our oil to China. It's China. To Senepec. Like and a- then the media is fact-checking me being like, Tim Pool's opinion on that being a bad thing is wrong. What okay. About, like, what, okay, dude. When he bit his wife's hand during <laughs> the speech, that? too. <laughs> that's that amazing. Was funny. Remember when he was in the what? shower? Yeah. You didn't know that? Yo, you no. didn't see that picture? She's like, we she reaches out, and then he just goes like, <laughs> bites her hand. <laughs> that's amazing. That's what my cat it's, does to it was, me. That was, that was still on the campaign trail, I, I believe. I remember when he mixed up his sister and his wife. That yeah. was weird, too. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, we should have known. Oh, it's no big oh deal. He gosh. just nibbled on his wife's well, finger like, in a bizarre <laughs> campaign just stop a moment. Just a loving, a loving nibble. It's very cute affection, Yes, right? it's a sign what that the Bi- there's, there's no trouble in paradise. The Bidens <laughs> are romantic <laughs> and happy. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you know, to say Joe Biden bites wife is a little <laughs> bit over the top. Biden bites wife. But yeah. I th- Biden bites wife. <laughs> yeah. But I think what you see with a story like this is that he's just not cognizant of no. his surroundings. Yeah. yeah. Like he's lost his filter. Yeah. You, you don't you don't do this. And then everyone was like, oh, it's funny. It was, you know, his wife. And he it's not funny. Her. Yeah. It's not funny. It's terrifying. It's, it's weird. not funny. <laughs> it's so weird. Look at this. <laughs> what yeah. is this? What is this image? Somebody sent me that picture today and they're like, why does this picture exist? And I was like, that really happened. Her hand is cold. (laughs) I was hungry. Come on, man. I love fingernails. Thought it was a snack. I don't know, dude. You know. Butterfingers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so look, look. Trump Trump informally announces he's running. But this poll comes out. The New York Times, uh, Times Siena poll saying that 44 to 41 Biden wins. Mm. There's obviously other polls saying it's complete bunk. There's another poll I was reading today that said Trump wins 43 to 41. It's going to be too close. I just can't imagine, and this could be hubris, that Joe Biden could beat Trump in a rematch. It's like, it's one thing when when Biden shows up, says, I'm going to run against Trump, 
and then all the media does is say that COVID is Trump's fault. Yeah. And then says nothing about Joe Biden. Joe Biden hides. Yeah. So the only news story, and it was crazy because we mentioned this back during the campaign. I was like, if the media only focuses on Trump, then there's going to be nothing about Biden. So people will be voting against Trump. And, and that's, exactly. that's what happened. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now Joe Biden is known to people and they're not happy <laughs> with it. Biden. Joe Biden's approval rating in aggregate is lower today than where Trump's was at the same time as presidency. And here's the best part. His approval rating is lower today than where Trump's was after January 6th. <gasps> wow. Yeah. That's Does he lose just thing. on the economy? Biden? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Do like, you, like, is, uh, is that enough alone beyond the bizarre behavior? You know, I'd say yes normally, but Democrats are uh, the party of the wealthy elites and yeah. they're cultists. They believe insane things. They're in a bubble. They don't know what's going on in the real world. They believe the Kyle Rittenhouse lies, the Covenant Catholic lies. They believed Jesse Smollett. Right. I don't look. Imagine you're on a, a, a sinking ship and there's like a set, someone comes and says, I have a set of instructions to, to save the boat from sinking. You're like, okay. And the other guy walks up to you and goes, I think Justice Millett was telling the truth and I'm the one who's in charge. You're going to be like, okay, we're doomed, right? <laughs> like, how are we, how are we going to effectively fix this thing if that guy is the one who's supposed to be like, we, we have to argue with each other over how to save this ship. Yeah, so on the question of the economy, I actually saw, and this was very unsettling to me because I've been harping about these shootings that have been happening in red states and then in blue states with and without gun control. And I said, I think that this is going to mean the Democrats pull alongside the Republicans over the economy. I think guns are going to become more important than the economy. And sure enough, it's showing that this is bringing them up alongside the Republicans as November is coming up just like I thought it would happen. So I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but the fact that they have so well publicized these two different attacks, whether you have gun control or not, whether you have the armed good guy or not, whether you have red flag red flag laws or not, you still have the same effect. I think that this has been an incredibly effective strategy for them to push the concept of guns to the forefront of the American public's mind. Let me let me pull up this real quick just to drive it home. President Trump job approval from Real Clear Politics. This is the aggregate of all polling, Holy yeah, I, I think they go back, what is it, like 10 polls or something? Uh, check this out. After January 6th, Donald Trump's approval rating was 39.3%. Wow. It tanked. Joe Biden today is 38.6. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's that remarkable. Is, it, it wasn't an event that caused it either. It's just the It's just like slow decline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like a sharp dip like it was with Trump. Yeah. Yeah, with Trump, like all of a sudden, everybody heard this thing, and they were like, oh, Dude. Yeah, "If yeah, a war yeah. gets started, it spikes up. If if some dumb crap happens, it spikes down." But this is just an example of a president that's presiding over a sinking ship. Like the, and Ian, he's sinking it. Do you know why Joe Biden's approval dipped and his disapproval spiked above his approval rating? Do you know what was the catalyst for it? I bet I know. Uh, I wait. Which point? Are you, oh, right there. Tell me, is that you Afghanistan? He submitted to the Taliban. That's a big dip too. After uh, Joe Biden surrendered, failed, and I mean, this is this is one of the reasons I believe that Joe Biden is not the puppet pe- people think he is. He's more like I'm not saying he's in charge. I'm saying he sort of is, and everyone's kind of confused. But he's still being given instruction by his aides who are trying to help him, right? Like you can have, uh, you, you can hire someone to help you who tells you what to do, but you're still in charge, right? Afghanistan was such a complete and total failure that made no sense, made absolutely zero sense. Joe Biden was was 
in the Situation Room, probably going, oh, get the airport, and then they, like, evacuate Bagram. The American people saw that, and after the abandoning of our troops, the, the was it 13 brave men and women who were killed outside the airport, Joe Biden's approval rating has never come back. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's a good point. That yep. was it. That was it for me. I, I mean, I never those really images of the plane mm-hmm. of the... Yeah, that's the tip of the iceberg. That was, that you got to talk to Tim Kennedy about what he saw. It, but, but people just need to realize this. When Ian, who has never been like a big Trump guy, is like, Joe Biden surrendered Afghanistan, like, is that animated about it? I think that's a good barometer for a lot of people who aren't particularly active in politics. I, I believe we should focus on this this job of the president as the commander of the military. That is their number one job is the commander in chief of the military. And if they don't have a military mind, like Donald Trump, whatever, he didn't know that they were playing shell games on him and lying to him about troop movement. I he. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I don't know what if he could have done it better. Probably could have done it better. Listening to Kurt Schlichter last night explain like what a president could do to take control of his military command, it sounds not that complicated if you know what to do. But these guys didn't know what to do. Trump didn't know what to do. Biden didn't know what to do. But will Trump really do it? You know, like we mentioned just a moment ago, he comes to these far left extremist journalists. And he gives them the interview. Not only are their outlets dying and they don't get the traffic, they despise the man and will lie about him and smear him. And so that's why I'm saying you don't even have to go to a sympathetic reporter. You just go to independent media and then force the establishment to cover what you, the scoop you gave to somebody else. Or like you mentioned, do a YouTube video. Yes, of course, off the rec, like off the script, just talk. If you don't, if you watch it back and you don't like it, make a different, make a new video, but then upload like a candid, normal video being like, hey guys, They've been thinking about it. It's on the horizon. Get ready. It would be people would be lit. It would be so exciting for people to see yeah. that and to see him talking straight. Does he so, have his own YouTube channel? I don't. I don't know. No. That would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Great. If he just yeah. became oh. a YouTuber, he could if rumble. Trump, yeah. And, and, okay, <laughs> well, you know we got would probably delete him right? eventually. Content yeah. creator yes. Donald like, Trump, yes. likely, but still, it'll be epic. <laughs> if like I don't, I don't watch a lot of YouTube at all. I would, I would legit be watching the Trump <laughs> yeah. channel every oh, day. Sure. Oh, dude, yeah. that 26 it would million be views overnight. Yeah. It'd be like, <laughs> could you, so you saw, you saw that post where he roasted Elon and yes. he's like, electric cars that don't go far <laughs> enough, driverless cars that crash, rockets. rockets. Don't go Imagine anywhere. him actually saying it to the camera. <laughs> it would just be the best. Then I mean, Elon makes a video response. The Apprentice. Yeah. Yes. Well, okay. So it's funny you brought up The Apprentice. I was, when I got pregnant, I got super obsessed with the housewives and all the housewives have appeared on the apprentice and on the apprentice and a, a ton of them have. And I wanted to go back and watch these apprentices. I cannot find them anywhere. Mm. I think that whichever, I think it might have been NBC. I don't know that could be wrong, but I think they took everything off air. It's crazy. Anyways, he was hysterical. Yeah. He was like a comedian, like he, thinking back to some of the stuff that he said. Yes, I don't agree with, you know, some of the the way he phrased things and how insulting he was. No, it was not presidential, but man, he could make me do laugh you, my do, ass off. Do you remember when Trump blamed the lights for making him orange? Yeah. <laughs> he's self-aware. So yeah, he and is. he's funny. I have been to so many Trump rallies. They are stand-up comedy routines. <laughs> it, truly. It, it, it was like George Carlin, in a sense, where he's talking about mainstream political news and the issues, and he was just joking about everything, and mm-hmm. people are laughing and clapping, and I'm like, this man knows how to entertain. 
And that's powerful. That's charisma. Yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, he's funnier than comedians. Yeah. Oh, because comedians great. are trying so hard to be these culture champions and everything now. Like watching Trump just do it. It's so funny. Only Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yes. It was just, <laughs> so good. it was just perfect timing. He had an answer right at the gate. Everyone burst in yep. laughing in uproarious, uproarious laughter. So funny. He was a timing genius. Yes. Somebody said that what he should have done is built his own like Oval Office White House set and then like had a YouTube channel after yeah. he after he lost the election where he just second guesses and pretends and does all the stuff that they should do instead and just uh, and do that on YouTube. He'd make a the parallel like, presidency. So he's funny that and he's self aware, but he's hilarious. not quite humble enough to make yeah. fun of himself. He, yeah. he won't really do it enough. I think if he really made fun of himself, then he'd get a lot more people on his yeah. side. I think you're right. Like, I think that, like, uh, on one hand, it's the, the lack of humility is what makes him a capable, not capable leader, but like, you have to be strong to lead in that done. sense. Yeah. But a lot of people don't like the fact that you're very, uh, that you don't have the ability to laugh at yourself or you don't have the ability to take a joke at your own expense. But Trump does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. If, if people are in a cult, they're in a cult. Yeah. You know, it's like w- Brandon Strzok, his story is really, really powerful. How he thought Trump was all of these things, and then he watched a video that proved everything he thought wrong, and it was physically painful for him. But he was able to break out of it. Right. And and now he's like one of the biggest Trump supporters. I don't know if, as of right now, but he became one of them. But but uh, we, we were talking about January 6th. I want to jump to this story, and I want to give a shout-out right away to uh, Tim Kast's good friend, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, yes. uh, we have this tweet here. She said, remember how there were there was tons of footage and evidence of officers and others inside on January 6th supporting insurrectionists. But then everyone decided it was too politically risky to investigate thoroughly. So they brushed under the rug. And now we still have no idea who or what is safe. I agree with AOC on this. I want to play you this video. That there were actual officers working with this, and we never got to the bottom of that, and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that. And we're, I'm supposed to sit here and pretend. Just right there. Yep. Opening the doors. Pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards, you have a massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make it go away without any buildings. accountability. And so <laughs> this is this is where these things are breaking down. We're not safe. And it's not just about members of Congress not being safe. The Black food staff matter. workers aren't safe. The Black janitors aren't safe. Like, we need to get to the bottom of this. So that's all I got to say. What about Thank you, Congresswoman. Let's get- 
I am I I am uh, thoroughly annoyed by the guy who just keeps yelling Antifa yeah. over and over again. As someone who's like been more critical of Antifa than many people who've spoken out and criticized them from the get go, starting with Occupy Wall Street when we were on the ground, me and my friends and the Black Block extremists were attacking us, and then eventually they adopted the name Antifa. They were just the Black Block extremists, the same people that we know their names, many of them, and uh, AOC is enthusiastically saying. There were cops who opened the doors from the inside. She never says the cops opened the doors. She says there were cops inside. People on the inside opened the doors. She doesn't make the direct statement that there were cops opening the door. The insinuation is that there were, there was law enforcement inside. She's saying she doesn't feel safe because she doesn't know what happened to those people who were inside, whoever they were. She's right. The American people need to know there were people inside who opened the doors. Can, she, can we, can we blast that message out there? Can we stop for one second and say, look, I get AOC doesn't care about Antifa riots or anything like that. Fine. But the one thing we do agree on, we want an investigation into the people who opened the doors from the inside. Who are they? Why? And what does that mean for those being criminally charged? AOC's on board. Why are people screaming at her? Yeah, there one guy got let out of solitary. I don't know if he was in solitary, let out of jail because the judge said, well, a police officer yeah. waved you in. You're not liable for trespassing or whatever. They let him go. And she was talking about the safety of Congress, of those in Congress. Right? What did, what did she have to say about um, Supreme Courts, the Supreme Court justices and expanded security? She said, what is, poor, poor him or something like that. Yeah. Poor, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's a hypocrite. Yeah. But you know what? This is the thing. There are people in a cult. A cult leader just came out and said, we have this problem. And I'm like, we got an in, boys. Now we can go to each and every one. Now now I can go to every one of these cult members and be like, well, look, I agree with AOC. You know, AOC (laughs) wants an investigation into these cops and the people who open the doors from the inside. She is right about that. She is. Hands down. She's not wrong either that. They're not safe. It's not a safe environment to centralize your government anymore. You don't need to have everybody sitting inside of one building that can be surrounded. Like, it's just too... Not today. It doesn't make... I don't know. I'm with her, man. I want to... I, I don't think it's as big a deal as you think so. You think it is? I. You know, one of the things we said back on January 6th was we mocked the people who tried breaking their way in, saying... Why do you do, do you think that standing in a building grants you political power? It's, mm, it's not right. the 1600s. So even if they're in one building, like it, it's not going to disrupt, to a great degree at least, the uh, the U.S. government. I'm more intrigued by the fact that she was like, "What are we just gonna throw more money at this problem and hope that solves it?" I'm <laughs> like, "You vote for big spending all the time. What are you talking about? You think this works for everything else, but not this?" I, I I'm I'm looking at a priorities list, right? You got AOC has been hypocritical in terms of what happened with the violent riots there, what happened with the riots of the rest of the country. She supported people being harassed. So she gets uh, uh, Alex Stein yells at her big booty Latina. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the most part, I think it's a non-story and it's 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 stupid anyway. Distraction. You know, so but I'm 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 more upset that the media is using it to distract. So it is kind of dumb. But she gets harassed and then she's like, I was, I was going to deck him. Oh, I can't believe he would say that to me. But then Brett Kavanaugh gets harassed and she doesn't, she doesn't care one bit. But I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, there's priorities. I will criticize her for that. But then she comes out and she hits a 10 out of 10 grand slam out of the park. People open the door from the inside. I want an investigation. And I'm like, bingo. There it is. That's what we want to hear. Right. Steve Bannon said something similar. This is uh, months and months ago, maybe even a year ago or whatever. He was like, I want an investigation. He's like, I, I, I want a hearing. Let's get an investigation to exactly what happened on January 6th. And I'm like, oh, well, all right. Okay. Because the idea is a legitimate investigation. Why were there cops standing around as people pleaded for them to intervene? 
You see the video? Mm -hmm. The guy goes to the cops. What are you doing? Please stop this. The cops just don't move. Why weren't there enough cops there? Where was the National Guard? Why were people opening the door from the inside? Those questions need to be answered. One guy got acquitted of all charges because the judge saw a video of cops waving them in. That legit waving them in. We need answers. I I play a lot of video games, Crusader Kings. If you can get your enemy committing a petty crime, you can throw him in prison and strip him of all his all, all of his land and all of his titles and erase him from well, history. Well, it's like a, a petty crime. In Grand Theft Auto, you guys ever played GTA? Mm-hmm. You play you, you have played it. Yeah. Uh Ian? Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I used to love it. <laughs> what you do is you in the video game, if you go up to a random person and attack them, and then they fight back and you run to a police car, the police will start brutally beating the person who is attacking <laughs> mm-hmm. you. So and I'm, I'm talking about trick them. I'm talking about political, like like your own subordinates. Like if you're a king and it's your duke and you don't like him and you catch him doing some slander or something, like you can throw him in prison. Yeah. If if someone <laughs> if someone lets him in, if you open the door so that he can commit a crime, you can throw that guy in prison. Like it, it, there's a reason to let people commit crimes for authorities sometimes because then you got them. And I want to know if that's what they did. Take a well, t- 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 some, oh, sorry. No, I was just. I, I think it might have been you guys last night on 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 the show. Uh, with Libby and Kurt, but some, somebody raised the question, you know, why is there only select footage being released? Like, release everything. Like, let's just make, oh, yeah. make it all public. Yeah. Take a look at this story from the Daily Mail. Secret Service deleted texts from January 5th and 6th. Homeland Security's Inspector General reveals amid its internal probe. Why? Yeah. They say many the- texts between the U.S. Secret Service were deleted after the watchdog made a request for electronic communications, the letter states. Yo, the right seems to think that if we get a real investigation, it'll prove that feds were involved. The left seems to think it'll prove that Trump orchestrated the whole but thing. But I think I don't Alex, care one way or the other. Yeah. Alex is insinuating. I think she's the kind of mind that's like, if we get evidence that the cops let people in and, and, and incited this, then we've got innocent people in prison. And this is beyond effed. And, and a lot of people in the establishment, if that were the case, wouldn't want her to turn like that. They want those people insulated thinking that they were just attacked by a mob. Right. Because it's convenient. I think regardless of what the, the end result is, if police open the doors and that, and, that, and it's a fact, they did. There are pe- cops who open the door and said, I don't agree with it, but I respect it. They said that to those to people. There's video, video of a cop waving at people, waving them to come in. They've argued, oh no, the cop was waving at, uh, um, uh, other cops. Uh-huh. It's like, I, I don't know or care. There's a video of them fanning at the Trump supporters who then started walking in. Well, there are people selfies, who, pictures of, yes, yeah, there's cops selfies. selfies. Yeah. If that was part of the January 6th hearings, which is not, the American people would be here, would be feel, would be feeling some, they'd be feeling very different about what happened. Instead, I'm hearing about how people saw my clip posted by Jamie Raskin out of context and they don't know or care what I actually said. The smear is intentional. What they're doing is intentional. They are lying and manipulating. Now, the good news for us is that we're part of a new sect of media where we have massive key demo viewership. Most people who watch this are like 30. We get 18 to 54. We get it very, very well. But you have millions who are watching CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News. And Fox News, not the worst, not all that great. That's where the old people are. And so they believe all the nonsense. Now, the funny thing is, whenever the January, January 6th hearings are, are on, Fox News' ratings tank. Mm-hmm. So they just like try not to do it because nobody wants to watch that stuff. 
Manipulation and lies. Does, do we know what the actual ratings have been for the January 6th hearings? Because I see a lot of, like, we, like, whenever I'm doing research for what we're covering, you still get a lot of, like, that stuff, like Deadline, uh, Hollywood Reporter, they're covering it because it's technically part of the, the, Media stream, right? They're yeah. high, but low. Okay. Like, they, they, they got, like, tens of millions of viewers across the board, but it's relatively low compared to every other hearing. People really are tuning out from this stuff. Why? The average person does not like Joe Biden. Mm. This is the funny thing. With Joe Biden at a re- hitting record low approval ratings, to down to, like, 37.7. I've said it before. The opportunity there. Two-thirds of this country doesn't like the guy. Okay. Make fun of him. It's a big market share. But they don't. You'd think every single person would be like, look, if I want votes, bet against Biden. Everybody hates him. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're not doing it. They're passively and behind the scenes being like, we need to get somebody else. Mm-hmm. But where the late night hosts to be like, ladies and gentlemen who watch this show, I know you all hate Joe Biden because even Democrats don't want him to run. But for some reason, they just keep propping him up. I thought watching Colbert really go at Kamala Harris on that interview, it was like a year ago or something. He's like, when you were running against Joe Biden, you said horrible stuff. Yes. He's like, it was a debate. Uh, a debate. And he's like, so what? It's okay to lie if it's a debate? But Steve, he hasn't like come out and be like, I cannot stand that woman. She lied. Yeah. She, she put, like, I want to see him honest about his feelings for Kamala Harris. Well, I want to know what happened to Kamala because mm. it seems like when she was running against him, she was in uh, Chad Felix Green. I follow him on Twitter. I love his tweets. He's a, he's very smart. Um, but he he tweeted the other day this this point basically, which was, you know, we we saw a woman who was so well spoken. She was a, uh, you know. She would cut your throat, you know, and she and, and now her sentences don't even make sense. It's just strange. Yeah, that's like true. she seems so targeted and so fearless and and it's just strange to see what's happened to her. Like it's like every step she's about to fall into it feels like she's about to fall into lava is what it looks like. Yeah. She's just so nervous to say the wrong thing that she just says these ridiculous circular statements. Circular. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, strange. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that. But you're right. Yeah. She was a prosecutor. She was an ambitious woman. I don't have a high opinion of ambitious women, but they get stuff done. Well, I you just, know, I always thought of her as like somebody who really speaks a lot in like declarative sentences. Right. Right. It's like, yeah. I'm going to cut to the chase. This is the point. That, that, that. And now it's skirt around in circles and say yeah. nothing. And it's very weird yeah, to I think see it. She's expected to live a lie now because she really didn't like Joe Biden and was very overt about that at, during the debates. And now she's got to pretend like it. So it's make when you live a lie, people become crazy, nervous wrecks. I, I mean, that's that's to me, it seems like it's the only explanation. I mean, but, you know, if 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 they don't run Biden, I mean, what is she doing for her political future at this point if she can't even make a sentence that is so <laughs> I, I don't i don't get it yeah there's no way she got to where she is mm-hmm. today by using those weird autocorrect predictive text sentence mm-hmm. style of speaking yeah, she used weird. to be very like i feel like she was evil in the way she worked but she worked she worked she got stuff done she made people you know work for free she, she enslaved like people slaves, you know. right mm-hmm. but she did all of these things competently whatever you thought of what she did and now she's like I think you're right. I think she's terrified. And you're right. She's not doing anything for her political future. All she's doing is picking fights with people in the White House. Like people, it's an incredibly toxic workplace. Like working with an ambitious lady like that is very toxic. There, It becomes a very, um, it becomes an entangling battle of wills where they feel like they're being slighted over every little thing. And it's like, how are you supposed to make progress with that? And there's no way for a lady like that to do 
to, for example, get into office. Nobody wants her for president. She, I believe she's far less like, uh, she's far less liked than even Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And that's way less like than Donald Trump was at this point. Yeah. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She does give off like incredibly nervous energy. Yeah. Like uh, somebody who starts talking but forgets what they're about to say and has to kind of make it up as they go. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. And yeah, it's well, it's like that Michael Scott quote. Like, um, <laughs> Sometimes I start a sentence. Yeah. And yeah. I forget where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Keep that, making it up. Exactly. All of that sounds like that when she's talking, like when she does the circular logic, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Her. No, I, I completely agree. It's got to be like psychologically debasing to know that you were selected for your, right? your office because of the color of your skin. Right. Like if they're like, we need a guy with long hair. Ian, you can Ian. do it. Like I'd be like, well, I guess <laughs> that blows. <laughs> uh, I do meet the requirements. I guess. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. kind of how I feel about their press secretary. She was literally chosen yeah. because of her skin yeah. color and her sexual orientation. Can it's I, degrading. Can I read some um, inspirational quotes for you guys? Find it? Yes. Oh, oh, from Kamala Harris. Yes, let's do it. Oh, my favorite. We Sorry. must together work together to see where we are, where we are headed, where we are going and our vision for where we should be, but also see it as a moment to yes. Together, address the challenges and to work on the opportunities that are presented by this moment. Here's another one. What else do we know about this population? 18 through 24. They are stupid. I remember that. <laughs> Inspiring. Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists, exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. <laughs> Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. She's reading children's books. She's an auto text robot. Oh my gosh. It's, an auto, it's, a, it's like chatbots are more more inspiring this than this. This is my favorite quote from her. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. She didn't say end quote repeat the line. That's true. That's, That's true. a good point. What is what is yeah, which what? is worse? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. We all watched the television coverage just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Predictive text Hilarious. generator. Oh, my gosh. It's time for us to do what we've been doing, and that time is every day. I'm so inspired. Oh, man. That's amazing. Deep thoughts. Aye, okay. Aye, aye. <laughs> is there just something going around this White House that makes people lose their ability to communicate? Is that just the leftism? Is it just nervous energy? Trickle, I, I, I actually need, like, Trickle it's down. like, um, yeah. like she even had her posture even seems like her shoulders are super tense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she doesn't seem like she's actually ready for any of her public interactions. What yeah. we must yeah, do. She's kind of looking down a lot, yeah. too. Yeah. 
What we must do yes. today with these times is do what we've done <laughs> when you, we need to. You really to. had me for a second. Yeah. I was like, when right, yeah. when we are <laughs> in times like now. Yes. I am inspired. As they're fun to say. <laughs> I know, right? President like, Tim Pool. Well, yeah. it's fun because everyone's listening to you and they're looking at you and you know you're not saying anything. <laughs> and so it's just like, keep looking. Yeah. Keep Let's looking. go with yeah. it. Oh, got you all. Man. All right, all right, all right. Take a look at this story from Breitbart. This is great. Tim Kast's good friend, Malcolm Nance, says, GOP becoming an insurgency, we may have to fight our neighbors. Okay. Whoa. Well, guys, I'm what? worried because Malcolm Nance, he's he's got a gun. And I saw that picture of him in, in military gear when he went to Ukraine. And, you know. Terrifying. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> this is interesting. Are we going to listen to this Malcolm Nance inter speaking at all? Do you want to play Well, it, it's five minutes okay. of him just like diarrheaing from his mouth. Essentially, so. he's talking about the United is States. Is diarrheaing a word? I like <laughs> it. Oh, but yeah. it should be. It's a good verb. It, uh, He's not wrong that we are facing some sort of insurgency, but I believe it's a Federal Reserve. It's a fascist attempt at a coup basically since 1913. You know, Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, they wanted control of the country, so they created this this private bank to run our our finances. And we have yet to break free. So in that, he's right. We are in trouble, and we have been co-opted. But he points the finger at Donald Trump, which is very annoying because I feel like it's the bank, the banking industry. He thinks it's people at parent-teacher conferences. Right. Yeah. He thinks it's his neighbors. Yes. That's terrifying. I think Ian's thinking correctly when he says it's someone above us who's trying to pit us against each other. I'm I think Im- that's correct. I'm just imagining like Malcolm Nance like walks out of his house, and there's like a guy in like cargo khaki cargo Pop-pops. shorts with like a tucked in polo shirt and he goes howdy neighbor and nance goes ah it's <laughs> brutally attacking him that's fake gun you're far right <laughs> so let me let me i, I want to read this quote but i really don't want to he said you can call what is happening an insurgency we have heard that term in foreign wars recently in iraq today we uh, uh, t- uh he says to d- talk about why you apply the term insurgency to what you see here as a persistent ongoing threat of domestic extremists oh that was that was uh, uh zerlina asking him he said, I was reading their forms. I was reading their own intelligence about what they intended to do. It was pretty clear at that point that they were going to try to either overthrow the government or they were going to settle in for a long-term series of destabilizing actions using a political party, the Republican Party, as their political base, and then using violence, threat of violent extremism, as a way to manifest change in the street. I, I just want to say it. The, gen- the goal of January 6th, we thought, was to, was to stop Trump from running. It really does feel, in my opinion, the goal is to start a civil war. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. The 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 end result of a non-adversarial, just smear campaign, show trial, it is similar to the things we've seen in other countries when people are trying to destabilize and destroy a government. It makes me think of the burning of the Reichstag and Hit, what Hitler did. Well, we don't know that Hitler well, this burned is, this it is down. different. He, he said the communists did. No, no, it, no. But... This is more like the French Revolution. Mm. Or, so. or uh, it's a show trial. It's bringing people up. Then they, no one defends any of the individuals. No one gives, no one's given a chance to. Nobody want, most people don't want to. And then they, they, they lie, cheat and steal to present their case to try and seize power. Yeah, I don't think, like with the Reichstag, I think Hitler did it. He just chose, he's like, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna lie and then I'm gonna strip them of their rights. And in this case, no one like did it. It just happened. But they're using the experience as an opportunity to seize, to throw they're, people in jail without a trial, to enhance security. I don't think that's the goal of January 6th. They already threw people in jail without a trial, put them in solitary. Mm-hmm. January 6th is is fomenting discord in this country. It is convincing people of nonsense, psychotic BS like this. Malcolm Nance is radicalized. He is as radicalized as you can be. He's, he's saying he needs to fight his neighbors. That's crazy. Yo, if I were to have told you six years ago 
that MSNBC personality would go on TV and say, we may have to fight our neighbors. Would you have believed me? You'd be like, oh, come on. Then if I said, it's, it's the year's 20, 2015, let's go seven years. You know, nobody believes Trump's going to win. And you go back in time and you go to any random person and say, seven years from now, several uh, presidential administration officials, former officials will have been arrested by the incoming administration. Prominent MSNBC personalities will be talking about civil war. And one of them will say, we may have to be fighting our neighbors. This is just a man t- walking down the street in Portland will be shot twice in the chest by a man with a communist tattoo on his neck. Mm-hmm. The red salute. Nobody would have believed you. And today, people are acting like nothing crazy is happening. It's like, stop being the frog in the boiling pot. The average person Jump doesn't, out. doesn't know about the the guy getting shot with the... Yeah. That. So it's like, that's my yeah. biggest problem. It's like most of my friends, if they're not politically partisan, the ones that I don't agree with, but we can at least agree to disagree, the average person just doesn't know that that stuff is going on. They're, they If it's not being... You talked about Donald Trump report, you know, going to these sites that hate him to get his yep. message out there. That's part of the problem. That's But these other sites, they're not talking about this... That, you know, when that happened, I still remember that nobody heard about that in the regular news. Nobody well, around me. I think I think that's the problem too. You know, these these people don't want to be political. You know, it's doomsday news all the time, all the time. They think they're leading this happy life, but you know, ultimately they're not voting. They're not doing anything. And the next thing you know, like their kids are coming home with these crazy mm-hmm. messages, and they're. I mean, I, I I don't know. I wish I wish I felt like I could be non-political but i i care too much and i think i think you know you guys obviously do that's why we're here yeah we had this uh tim tweeted this plato quote about uh if you don't get involved in politics the politics will get involved with you well he says the penalty for not being involved is to be ruled by evil and then you juxtapose that with dan tone Mm -hmm. uh who said i'd rather have been a poor fisherman than to have meddled in the politics of man what i started thinking is dan tone was cynical he was angry and violent the entire time, and he was just lashing out. Of course you're supposed to be involved with politics. Here, let me, let me, let me read these quotes. Plato said, the price good men pay for indifference to public affairs is to be ruled by evil men. Correct. And Antone said, oh, it were better to be a poor fisherman than to meddle with the government of men. That is not true. That is an F you to people because he was angry that they were about to execute him. Of That's course, right. He yeah. knows you have to be involved in the political process. You don't have to be partisan. But you need to be involved in what's going on. You need to know what's going on and be willing to communicate and be willing to listen. It is the basis of our government. Is the pe- We, the people, created this thing together and we're, we're running this thing. Yeah. I think that's a personal reflection on the part of Dan Tone. I think it was very a sense of deep regret and frustration that he did what he did. I don't know if he ever realized or said that it was something that needed to be done. But at the end of the day, it... Even if you regret doing something, sometimes it's sometimes it is far better to have done that thing than to have not done it. Man, no better example of uh, living by the sword and dying by the sword or dying by the sword <laughs> than uh, Robespierre mm-hmm. and Danton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking last night the U.S. Revolution, the French Revolution, and, and the French, man, they had it tough because the king was there with them on their soil. Like, we were far away, and they had— they ended up cutting all these people's heads off with the guillotine. Like, could they have won that revolution if they hadn't done that? Don't know. Well, and I, uh, that's the danger of monarchy. It makes people crazy and desperate. Think about the the, the Russian Revolution mm. when, or not Russian, but Soviets or whatever you, you call the it. Russian when they when they brought the royal family and were like, "Yeah, just wait here," and then later came back and was just killed them all. Yeah, and they were like, "The problem is, if you're around, you'll have influence, so you're dead." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These people are dangerous, crazy people. The French Revolution is. Man, people, you got to read about that. I've only read a little bit, but I'm reading more, and y'all should read about it because it was a group of people 
there was anger in the streets. They were starving. So they have a revolution. It happens. Then a bunch of different factions are all in a Mexican standoff over who's going to get, who's going to chop off whose head. And they all start executing each other. And everyone, and then finally Robespierre gets it and they're like, yay, like we finally killed the last person who was trying to get power. Creepy. And then Napoleon seized command Mm -hmm. and became an emperor. That's Mm -hmm. what happens with that nonsense. That's great. And uh, then you get the Napoleonic Wars. We, How about that? We do not want to fight our neighbors, to be clear. The the Nazis separated people from their neighbors. The communists in Russia separated people from their neighbors. They had their neighbors spying, turning in their neighbors, yeah. their kids Divide turning in their parents. Conquer. So I understand Nance's frustration and it's, and fear. I get that he is afraid, but right now you need to be communicating with your neighbors and creating community with your neighbors. If you run out of food, you need to make sure that your neighborhood is secure together and that you all have enough food to eat. You need to import the food, make sure the roads are clear have community watch i think malcolm nance saying this is a sure sign that he hasn't talked to another actual person outside his bubble in a very long time there are a lot of normal people still out there who just want to take their kids to school without masks and they'll argue about that with other people they're not terrorists they're working they're trying to provide their family with they don't have time to engage with local school board who has time right let me read what he said he said a year and a half ago when i was calling this an insurgency people were saying that's crazy this isn't an insurgency This isn't like Iraq. It's not like Libya. It's not like Syria. Well, it is. It's well in its way. It's closer to the beginnings of the Irish Republican Army. You know, Irish Republicanism, where now the Republican Party is Sinn Féin. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Sinn Féin. And it's just a matter of seeing who comes up as the original Irish Republicans in this story and starts carrying out acts of violence to effect change. That's already happening with Antifa. It's been happening. So we are well on our way to a multi-year campaign that we are already two years into, into this campaign, where we may have to fight them. The they in my title and the they in my title is those who want to kill Americans are your neighbors. That's so horrible. We don't have a king, man. We don't have a a monarch. Oh, I think this is a typo from Breitbart, maybe. The they in my title... And those who want to kill Americans are your neighbors. That or I don't sense. know. Okay. Yeah. He might have referred to a they in, a, in the title of his article. But yeah. yeah, to me, it just sounds like he's calling you to go out in the streets and uh, get into it with your own neighbors, yeah, which I, is insane. The Irish Republicans wanted out of Brit- the British Empire. They were stuck under imperial rule. They didn't like not it. Like That's that. not what we're going through right now. We're suffering a bank default, basically. The people on the left think that it's a white supremacist 1619 government and they look – he who controls the past controls the future. Is that the saying? Yeah. You control, or, or no, that's not what it is, is it? Let me look it up. Not sure. I, th- that sounded right to me. Yeah, is yeah, that what it is? Yeah. Cause like, there's like a full quote. It's like, who controls the future controls the present or something. Or controls the present in controls the past. The, future. the present will be controlled by those who in the past lived in the future. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Paris now. Yeah. I was, I was Vice confused. President? Paris? Yeah, right. Is that you? Do you, yeah. have the, you have the quote? No, I'm pulling it up. Sorry, my phone's really slow. I had to up, update it. You're saying who writes the history books is pre- sort of predominating the, the future? Is, you go to people and say, hey, did you know that guy stole from you? And you go, he did? Go, yeah, he stole from you. Why did he steal from me? Because of your race. Mm-hmm. Like, but I can't do anything about that. Mm, you should beat him up. And that's what you end up getting. You get these extremists who are advocating for this crazy stuff. Okay, here's the it's, quote. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. Yeah, there you so, go. So, okay. yeah, works out. That's yep. powerful. And that's what we're seeing with people like Malcolm Nance. Yeah. Um, the idea, it's possible. He's just so dumb. 
that he doesn't know how to read or he doesn't want to read. I don't buy that anymore. Yeah. I, I, right. I used to be one of the people that gave people the benefit of the doubt and thought, you know, maybe they just don't know what they're maybe talking they're about. Maybe they're zombies. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't buy that anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so if that's the case, then it's intentional. He's intentionally yeah. trying to manipulate the facts, the data, history to cause people to be violent. This is, this is the point I was making my, with my op-ed in Newsweek. Jamie Raskin, who represents a district like two miles away from us, who represents some of the employees here at Timcast, mm-hmm. was was spreading disinformation to radicalize people Yep, because they want violence. Yeah, so his article reads more like a wish than a warning. It sounds like this is exactly what he wants. It's what he's been gunning for. He's been, sounds like, calling for it for a long time. The idea he's that he wrong. said that. Incredible. That we, that we, what he says, that uh, where we may have to fight them. That's outright psychotic. Like, I get it. You do want to prepare for the worst. You want to be – that's why people arm themselves in the U.S. and we have the Second Amendment. A big part of it is because if if you get a totalitarian government, could be your neighbors or whatever, you need to be able to defend yourself. I understand the sentiment. But there's a there's a, there's like a, a point where preparing and living in fear no longer is defensive but becomes offensive. Mm-hmm. And we got to make sure that people – that spew rhetoric like this do not incite people to attack their neighbors preemptively. So, Vanessa, I'm really curious what your thoughts on this are as a suburban mother of young children. What do you think of this idea that someone's actively trying to sow discord between you and the people who literally live next door to you? Yeah, I mean, I already feel outnumbered by my community because I'm, I lean conservative, obviously, and, um, you know, I'm smack in the middle of DC, a suburb in DC. And, um, you know, it's funny. Somebody made a comment about how you can tell who the conservatives are because they're the ones who are flying the American flags. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, somebody asked me when I was, when I was going to vote, uh, you know, would you put the person's name up in your yard? And the answer was no. I, I don't, I really don't want my neighbors to know hmm. my politics. I, I don't, I don't want to have the conversation. I've got a nice, big jeep that i don't want messed with i um this is why the cult forms because these people they think it it makes me not want to engage and that's Mm. what's scary well what i'm saying is if they don't ever see it they assume it's fringe or doesn't exist yeah and there's probably a bunch of people in your neighborhood who do agree with you but the people who are in the cult think everyone thinks the same way they do because you don't want to put signs up in your yard. If I did not have two very small children, I would be a little more fearless about it. But I don't, I mean... I, I, I don't want I don't want my stuff smashed because somebody sees you know maybe if I was supporting Trump I don't want them seeing a Trump sticker I, you know whoever well, runs I, I suppose the, the the issue then is if you think you can keep your head down and they won't come and smash your stuff you're wrong and by your your unwillingness to actually stand up for yourself is only making the problem worse no I mean that's that's a fa- I mean you know and I I work with um I work with some different groups who are recruiting parents to run for school board Mm -hmm. and that's you know this is the big conversation that they're having too which is you know how how like are are you going to be too scared to get up in your community to really like help kind of take back the education system it's 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 this is what i'm saying though as a suburban mom it is scary because you you have to worry about about your kids and how your kids are going to fit in and how people are going to treat your children Mm-hmm. And that's why um, 
I but also why do you think, want I also your kids that, around those well, people? Well, I also think that my demographic is the hardest to figure out where we're at politically because most women, well, I think, feel my way. It's like we're going to vote how we vote, but say, why, we don't want to talk about it. Why would you want your kids hanging out with their kids? I no, mean, you're right. They're going to be grooming your kids. This is a conversation that I've had with my husband, too, about leaving the area um, yeah. and going to a red state. Even – even, even, uh, uh, Eastern West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, and it's funny to say Eastern, Eastern West, West Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> uh, the schools have been infiltrated by uh, by the woke well, because I when mean, they when they run for school board, they yeah. don't put any affiliation, and they don't they 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 know they have to lie. When the when the Republicans were questioning those witnesses the other day, and they refused to condemn infanticide, it's because they know if they admitted their position, people would recoil in horror. So they know they have to lie. So what happens is in these West Virginian schools, you have wokeness, critical race theory, and gender ideology, and they tell the kids, hide it from your parents. Mm-hmm. It's even in West Virginia. You got to go deeper into West Virginia to get away from it. And there's been a big backlash where locals finally started figuring out what's going on with their kids. Mm-hmm. And now people are pulling their kids out. That's, that's a big thing that's happening. So I come from a single mom home. And, you know... We used to kind of joke. I mean, she she was able to make it to all my soccer games. She made it to all my sporting events. But she worked her butt off all the time to make sure that my sister and I were were supported. And, you know, there was one time I was busting her balls. And it's probably not even fair for me to have done this looking back now. But, you know, she, she couldn't name my math teacher one year. Mm-hmm. And how many, I mean, no, these parents who work, these parents who don't have the capacity to engage with school boards, all this stuff. I mean, this, you know, critical race theory and the gender ideology teachings, it's, it's happening and parents have no idea. And I actually think it's worse with these more rural schools without so many eyes on them because they, they have staff that aren't really being checked. Mm. Like, you know, a, a, a teacher can probably get away with more because you know, the, the, the parents aren't as tuned in. The school right. board's not as tuned in. They, they can kind of, I don't know. I, I, I know that there was some teachers kind of in rural Wisconsin who were getting in trouble for this. And, um, anyway, to your point though, my husband and I have talked about leaving and, um, yeah, it's, it's West it's Virginia. Hard. Yeah. It's a great place to be. You made Deeper a good point in, that yeah. it's, it's fiscal that people can't afford to spend time to go to their their child's school. Yeah. My mom was involved because she had the luxury of having a husband that worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably the only reason if she had to work, she never would have been, she couldn't have, she couldn't have done it. Nope. So it's a, it's an economic thing. A lot of this is economic and you have no obligation to stage your partisanship publicly. We have secret ballots for a reason. People that want a virtue signal with signs in their yard, you're welcome to, but no one is expected to do that. Well, that's why the no, joke no. in my neighborhood is that the people who are the ones, you know, flying American flags, which I do, that's our, Way of saying mm-hmm. that's our way. Yeah. It's yeah. it's so more I, I, subtle, but I mean, I don't think it's really even that subtle. I think everyone in the neighborhood th- thinks that. I told Seamus Coglin to put a rainbow behind him, a rainbow flag behind him on the show, and he said, "I think that would send the wrong message." And I said, "Why?" Because the rainbow is God's covenant to Noah that that's he right. would not flood the earth again. And so I said, "Why would you? Why would you ref- like not fly your own sign out of fear that people would get the wrong idea instead of just telling people what the right idea is and standing behind symbols that were historically used by Christians?" And he said, "Well, okay, maybe if it's like an actual rainbow and it says something on it, we made that." And I was like, "Yes, let's let's do that." So right now, you have people who are saying, "I will not express my support for what I believe in, other than to subtly and secretly do it in a, in, a, in a way like flying the American flag." Okay, well, I, I I will say that 
for a lot of conservatives, politics is not our religion. It's nowhere close to our religion. Right. And the way the left views politics, it is their religion. Right. And so, you know, I want to be judged by my Christian faith. I want to be judged by, you know, just not who I vote for. And for, for me to brand my home, my car, whatever, with these campaign signs, with these campaign stickers, it's, it's basically asking for this engagement with with somebody who doesn't see the fight the same way I do. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. And that, there's more than two political parties also. People are bl- blind some people are blinded into the left right paradigm. Well, and that's and that's the other thing too. I have never like in the last few elections there has not been a candidate who I do fully support, who I do want to fly a flag for, or hang up a sign for because I don't I I'm not wholly behind that person. Um and so I guess that's that's another answer to your question. But you know, when, when the left view yeah, when, yes. when, when the left views <laughs> politics as religion, and I don't, it takes away my will to fight because it's like I'm fighting with a crazy person who does not have even the same value system as as I do. It's, but it's, engaging it's, these people is extremely important. Yeah. It's beyond uh, a different value system. Mm-hmm. I remember watching uh, something when I was a little kid. I remember what it was. But it was something about religion. Maybe it was like something I watched in school. And it was a Christian who was captured in a conflict with uh, Muslims. Like It was like a Crusades thing or something like that. And they told him to renounce his God. And he said, no. Yeah. And they were like, if you don't renounce your God, we'll kill you. And he said, then I'll die. Mm-hmm. And they kill him. And I thought that was so <clears throat> dumb. I'm like, you're saying words. You're just saying words. Like, you will live if you just say, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, wow. You're so right. I, I totally do. And um, I never understood because I, I think, you know, try and survive. But now, seeing what's going on in this country and in this world with the woke, psychotic, you know, nonsense, and watching Star Trek The Next Generation, how many lights are there? And now I get it. You know, so you see these people. It's not it's not just a difference of values. It is, you, you see, you, you see the color blue, they see the color green. Mm. They literally yeah. do not see the same thing as you. Yeah. And so it doesn't matter what you say to them. They will get violent oh, and they will, they will, they will attack you because they're in a cult and they're in a violent my, cult. Wreck my Jeep. It yeah, matters what you say. You kids. can, <laughs> you can communicate. If they see a symbol, then that's going to be challenging. Cause like, for instance, the, this Nazi swastika was like remnant of like a Hindu symbol of the wheel of life. It's like a, it's like a mirror image of it. So if I were to put a mirror image of the swastika behind me, uh, that's not going to put forth a good message, even though I know it's a symbol of peace. Yes, it's going to piss a lot of people off. I was in Austin, and there's an antique shop. It's a famous antique shop, and they got swastikas all over the joint. They're the real ones, not the Nazi one. They're the inverted Hindu ones. And I asked the guy about it, and he said, "He's like, oh yeah, I got it on my keychain. We've got mugs here." And he's like, "In the nineteen early 1900s, these were all over everyone's houses. They were good luck symbols." And and then I was like, "You're not worried about people seeing that?" And he's like, "Nope." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Like that's what I'm saying. Like." I think that's that's bold to be willing to be like I assert what this means and you know do something about it. I think there's a time and a place to to utilize symbology for your cause because if if the if the temperature was right politically or symbolism. mentally symbolism that I, I could a Boondock I could, Saints reference sorry I had to do it I could show the swastika <laughs> reverse mirror image swastika Saints. like I could do it if if the environment was was ready for it yeah there, then it's oh then you can have the discussion and show the symbol and but otherwise it's just an it's it's like it's like a spark when there's when the with wet wood it's not gonna set anything it's not gonna catalyze anything it's just gonna people are like why are you setting that why are you trying to so i'm gonna make the symbol for individual liberty personal responsibility and freedom 
like a puppy or something. Yeah. It's just going to be like a little dog like playing with a toy. Golden Retriever? And that's <laughs> yeah, all it will course, be. Yes. A baby Golden Retriever oh. on a flag because we have the means to print these beautiful <laughs> images on flags these days. Yeah. And then people will be like marching angry like Rah! like with this flag with like a little Golden Retriever puppy oh. like playfully playing. <laughs> Well, that's basically what the left does, right? Like yeah. they, yeah. they, 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 <laughs> they, they wrap their craziness matter. in yeah. pretty untouchable packages, and yeah. then uh, we're all evil for going against. Yeah, them. like the cat o' nine tails. Each <laughs> lash is a different color <laughs> as they so as they flog yeah, you with that's it. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay, before we move on, I did want to say I know it's different when you ask a mom what she wants to do about it than when you ask a dad what he's going to do about it. Yeah. Because moms take a very different approach than dads can and should. And I also wanted to say that I think this is a deeply cultural problem because, like Ian was saying. It does require two incomes to survive, like very much where we are, especially. It's very expensive to live. I know the cost of living isn't cheap. Both parents have to be working to some extent, and I understand it's hard. But at the same time, you could flip it on its head and be that person who's so nice, so friendly, and so involved in the community that when they find out that you support someone like, I don't know, um, Youngkin or Ron well, DeSantis. That's kind of always my goal. Right. You know, I, I always kind of find that I, I have a very, very close knit group of friends right. and it, I do have a lot, I have a lot of friends, guys, <laughs> but you know, those who, who I know feel differently than I do politically, I kind of wait. Right. And it's almost like I have this personal moment where I come out to them and I, I, I get to kind of break it to them. Like, look, I know you respect me. As a person, as a mom, as a friend, I respect you. And it's, it's sad, but it feels like in this area, because everybody is so hyper political, um, you know, you, you have to kind of own or earn that trust first as a, as somebody who leans conservative before right. you break it to them. I, good thing. I got an idea. Oh boy. What you do is you hold a local community gathering. And you say it's going to be a big event. Coming out for, party. For Pride yeah, or something, yeah. right? Yeah. When people show up. What with they're my gonna, puppy what, dog flag. Yeah. What they're going to see is you get you get a venue with a bunch of TVs. And on all of the TVs are like, you know, rainbow flags. And then once everyone's inside, you say, everyone gather around for a group photo. And then you press a button. All the TVs turn to Trump 2024. <laughs> and then a bunch of Trump flags unfurl. And you start taking pictures. Everybody's and that's it. Out. And then you post them all on Facebook. <laughs> oh there you go. Gosh. Instead of gender reveals. Montgomery you, County. Instead, yeah. of gender, <laughs> instead of gender reveals, you have political party reveals. Yes. In a, in a but but think about what would happen, right? <laughs> all these woke people. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. All these woke people show up and they're all standing there smiling for a photo that says Trump 2024. <laughs> just like across the walls, <laughs> banners. And then you post it online. They're going to be like, I, I, I swear. That's not what I was there I for. They're going to be like, you're lying. You're a Trump supporter. It would just <laughs> cause so much discord because the left likes eating each other, mm-hmm. destroying themselves, Be that fun. it would eviscerate. <laughs> no. There was a guy who was, they had. There was a guy who was going to all the protests in 2020 and putting Trump stickers on the back of all their cars. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't someone, someone got attacked for that, I think. Yeah, I think There so. was a video of like a woman that threw a brick through her window because someone put a, like a Trump sticker on her car oh, at the geez. protest or something like that. That's crazy. That's vandalism, by the way. It is. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, don't put stickers on people's cars. Yeah, Very bad. Not your property. But in this area, you know, even before January sixth, the, the the 2020 election was so freaking polarized. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way anybody in my neighborhood, even if they were a Trump supporter, would have admitted it in, in, in with with a yard sign or something. Because you are asking for a brick through your window. Sure, You're asking for it. That's why we have secret ballots because mm-hmm. people would get lynched right. in the yeah. past for that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yep. You're gonna know, under yeah, no but what you pretense. do is it, it's 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 all simple. You are but, right, though. I mean, activism is so important. You have to make the case. You have to fight for your communities. You have to run for school board. You have to fight back. Right, do you do you live in like a residential area with like yes. next door neighbors or right next to you and everything? Mm-hmm. So what you got to do is 
you got to buy what's called a ghillie suit. Do you know what a ghillie suit is? Oh my gosh. For a sniper, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like a bush cut. You're like, you're like, yeah, a, that's what I thought it was. I was yeah, like, like, is wait, he saying this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right? yeah. Then you put the signs up in your yard and then you get a couple of your friends, maybe your husband and his friends, and they just, yeah. you know, lie out and wait. And then when someone comes by with the brick, they just walk up very, very politely and just grab the brick and yeah. say, no. Well, I could, <laughs> oh God, I, could, yes. I could also home alone them, right? That's illegal. Dancing yeah. in the window. Right. Apparently yeah. booby trapping yeah. your house is illegal. No, no, no. Yeah. She's talking, talking about, about when the mannequins yeah. are like dancing. Yeah. Oh, that you can do. Well, yeah. what's that crazy movie he plays with the Tommy gun? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not a real movie that was actually made for you. Well, we can still get the audio. Yeah, yeah, you use the movie from Home Alone. Yeah, filthy yeah. animal. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Joe Pesci's <laughs> best. Yeah. Oh, my lord. Yeah. Who's the oh, other gosh. guy that played the two the two robbers? Yes. Uh, Joe Pesci and, and uh, Daniel Stern. Just... What yes. an amazing voiceover yeah. actor. Love him. You know he directed so uh, Rookie of the Year, the the baseball movie with the kid who can throw the ball really hard. It's the only oh, time really? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Movie yeah. moment with Brett. Yeah, <laughs> and he was the, he was the he was the voice of the adult dude on Wonder Years. Yep. Right? Wasn't that him? Yes. So we had we had a security issue. Um, I'm not going to say exactly where, but you know, personal. And I was like, we had, we have ghillie suits because Luke, Luke bought ghillie suits. <laughs> he looks great. And suit. then I was like, all right, let's do this. And then <laughs> the, the issue stopped. So it like, we never Turn actually it. had a chance to Turn get the guys it. out in ghillie suits no, to go out and like paintball. lay in the fields. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do a whole show in them. Like one fun. whole show just Luke sitting wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's. Luke <laughs> wanted to do it. He's like, everybody should wear a ghillie suit. Talking bushes. I, I do want to point out that like you mentioned the the part about the American flags. I remember during the election, Rogan O'Hanley, um, the DC oh, yeah, Drano, he pointed out, he said, is it weird that lately just seeing an American flag, I automatically assume that they're a Republican. I said, eh, because I'm, I'm not a Republican and I know I have friends who are uh, my last boss at my last job was a, you know, blue dog Democrat, uh, believed in owning firearms, but was so anti-Trump it was hard to believe. I said, I don't think that's necessarily true, that uh, somebody's just because they support the American flag, or that, that means that they're Republican. But I definitely think that it does mean a lot to say that they probably aren't far, far left, right. because they're the ones who, every time you have to post something for 4th of July, there's that one dude who has to come into your page and be like, why would you post that hate symbol ah. of a flag in your thing? They're just there to ruin everything. Well, I think that's kind of what the, the, the issue is, is that everything is such a slippery slope now mm-hmm. into the culture wars and it's like okay well i want to support you know black lives matter and then that turns into now i i can't you know stand for the anthem and now the flag is offensive and, and you have to support infanticide and you have to support infanticide it's a it's a whole package deal yeah and it's yeah it, it just everything feels like such a freaking slippery slope now and nobody wants to touch any issue Seamus made a good point he said if anything the left's proven it's not a slippery slope at all it's a sheer cliff and it's just <laughs> straight down <laughs> do you think the average person is is clued into abortion beyond the idea that they just think nope. it's uh i i hung out in new york with a friend of mine i've known for a really long time and he's uh he talks politics sometimes and he said, "This is crazy that they're they're going to be banning abortion and stuff like that." <laughs> he wasn't, and, and he wasn't as ignorant to think that the Supreme Court decision did that. He was talking about the states. Okay. And I said, "Yeah, I was like, I get it, you know, because there there are certain issues where there have to be exceptions and stuff like that." But look, man, what's the alternative? The Democrats legalize abortion to the point of birth, and he goes, "What? No." And I was like, "That's the bill they just tried to pass, mm-hmm. and Joe Manchin blocked." And he goes, "No, that's that's not true. You got to be wrong." And I and I said, "Okay, here, read it." And he read it and he goes, what? And I was like, it says 
post viability abortion yep. if the mother's health is threatened, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's like a medical issue. And I said, what does post viability mean? And he's like, what is it? I'm like, it means the baby can survive on its own. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. And then I'm like, here's the CDC definition of abortion. Mm-hmm. It ends the life of the baby. And then I'm like, this bill legalizes if the mother is, is, is in any way at risk, you can terminate the life of a baby that can survive on its own. And he was like, I don't know. This doesn't make sense. This can't be right. And I'm like, bro, I read this stuff all day, every day. I just showed you. What more do you have to say? Well, it's like 100% agenda setting theory. I mean, this is, it's totally, the mainstream media, the media knows that that is not what people should hear to support them. So they just don't cover it. And then people don't know. Let's say, and that's it. Like for me, this is one of those things where I didn't get as much pushback on my social media of people talking about Roe v. Wade as much as I thought I would. But there was a couple of people who I was actually surprised talking about it in a sense. And I was going to bring up, you know, third tries like Northam tried to introduce this ages ago, and then you just then you get into what you're talking about. Then you have to have this long conversation with someone. Like I don't have the time of day, yeah. dude. I'm freaking busy during the day. That's I can't sit is. here and write and tell yes. somebody what post birth abortion is like. You can't abort something that's been finished. That literally makes no sense. But then I have to explain that to them, yes. and I don't have the time of day to it's do that. Always a two step process. Yeah. You can't just say what your position is. You have to first explain to them why they're completely misled and confused. And frankly, it's a lot of work, and it's a really good way to lose friends. And I, th- I think that's a big pr- part of the problem is people just don't have the time. Yeah. Of day and doing that communication digitally doesn't help because no. uh, I know you've talked about a lot the you know the concept of conversing with someone in person is a lot different than the concept of trying to talk to someone online where there's no context where there's no Keyboard tone of warriors. voice yeah well no even people you agree you you mm-hmm. like you generally like or get away or get along with uh, your tone of voice can't be discerned your body language can't be discerned and having such a, a serious discussion about a topic that important mm-hmm. when you've got 20 minutes free on your lunch break isn't viable it's yeah. not a real thing for no. instance me and Elijah Schaefer, he's like one of my best, I think it was one of my best, I love the guy, but when we're in text, man, do we oil and water. <laughs> it is not, we do not have the same style, and I'm like, I'm just not going to like, because I know he's joking, but it doesn't seem like that in text, so yeah. I don't, I'm just not messing with that crap. Well, and that feeling we, like, is he just the you and he's worst. like, hey, you smelly hippie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd hug, you know, in real life. But. No, but that feeling is the worst when you, when you, when you get a text and, 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 you know, you can feel like the hair stand up on the back of your neck, you know, it's just ugly territory that it's going and yeah i mean but but who who has the time to meet with these people and have like let's let's go out to coffee and talk politics like I, that sounds like something my gotta, dad wants to do, do that it. i don't want to do. i think if within within a week of your life you're able to help yeah. one person open yeah. up their mind that's enough yeah. if everyone can do that that's enough well and that's the that's why it's local elections and school board elections and stuff are so important and you know it's so important to make time and get involved and everything but you know with with republicans turning into morphing into the ones who are the working party they just don't have time and and it's 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 hard to it's hard to represent your politics when you are working your butt off and trying to support your family yeah when the people that you've entrusted with the power bankrupt you or your surroundings oh, so and ha- then yeah. and then are like sorry we're just going to take your kid for you and make sure that it ha- like it's well, we'll make sure that you get money from us now you're on our on our on our dime I, it's that's very dis, dis, destructive mm-hmm. for a government to do that to its citizens mm-hmm. i can't blame particularly the the governors and the 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 representatives and things like that because a lot of it's ignorance but oh man 
it's just so sad. You know, schools are supposed to be for kids, and now the schools are places for, you know, adults to Cults. to to live out their fantasies of what they want people to believe. And it's just it's gotten really well. Twisted. These 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 teachers have never grown up themselves, right? So you see this in the weird, creepy ways that it manifests. They have not matured into adults. They've not experienced hardship. They've not experienced responsibility. They want everything paid for by the government, but they don't realize the government is composed, uh, comprised of the people. So when all these people are like, the government should provide services, who was it who told us that? That Was that Matt Bender? I wasn't was on that I show. I think the government should provide services yeah. to us. That's what the goal of government is. And I'm like, okay, then who is doing it? Like, like the individual who is doing it, the government. And I'm like, right by who in the government? And he's like, what do you mean? It's like, I don't think they just don't understand. And he said, the government will pay for it. And I'm like, so they'll pay someone to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, and where does that money come from? Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? They, they just print it. Yeah, and I'm the, like, they okay, print it. They dude. just print it line. That's my favorite. Labor is exchanged for labor. Currency is a universal trade medium to make it easier. The, the resources and energy have to come from somewhere. We do not live in a world of magic infinity that you can just replicate food. Hey, maybe one day when we have replicators. Maybe we'll get past a lot of these problems. How about that? A lot of this just come from taking civics out of class in like junior high and high school. The fact that they just don't have it anymore. Yeah, they don't have it. Yeah. They, they're, they're not even offering it. That they want the kids to be as, un- as uninformed about the governmental process as possible. got to bring back home ec. Yeah. Yeah. Shop. Yeah, home ec yeah. was good. Yeah. When yeah. I realized I could <laughs> cook in sixth grade, that was such a morale boost. It's great, right? Yeah. It actually tasted good. It was like it was like uh, oatmeal or something. <laughs> That's great, yeah. The concept of shop is kind of crazy to me. It's like, all right, kids, here's a table saw. Gather around. <laughs> Get going. Well, it's crazy because we did it. Yeah. And we had shooting club in schools. Yeah, it's fine. Now it's like your scissors have to be made of plastic and you still can't run with them. Ugh. You know? That's what yeah. school is. It's too much safety culture. Everybody wear your bubble wrap and surround yourself by plastic cubicles so you don't cough on each other. Yeah, this is a result of treating school like as if it's only for girls. You yeah. need it to be for boys as well. You need to teach boys to make stuff and yeah. mess stuff up and fight constructively with each other, like there'd, fencing or There'd be a lot less Adderall prescribed, too, if they right? made school uh, more efficiently for boys. Well, exactly. look, man, if you're a company that produces some kind of drug for kids, you're going to be marketing <laughs> as much as possible that kids need drugs. Right. I wonder. I was just thinking about Pfizer. Make money, man. Mm-hmm. Like how much Capitalism. money Pfizer made off of the pandemic. So this is my critique of capitalism, that – Pharmaceutical companies do good things. They do. They 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 create drugs and treatments that medicine, do help. Yeah. And then you actually had there's a story that um so I can't remember what it was, but it's like a pharmaceutical exec who argued, or I think it was a, fi- a bank. They argued um perhaps curing things is not a, a viable uh, option for our long term revenue goals. Yeah. Because then people don't buy your product anymore. Mm-hmm. So you need people to stay on, to stay on the drug to keep giving you money. You end up with commercials i love these commercials where it's like is florbana right for you ask your doctor and i'm like i don't even know what the drug does they never tell you show me a drug i better call him and ask him maybe i need drugs the side effects are vomiting and death death. so those people running through like trees and wilderness and it's like what does that have to do with the drugs this is this is free market suicide when big companies that make say a pharmaceutical like adderall or something that affect say we need to sell more of it how do we do it Let's lobby for a change in the diagnostic criteria for what children are experiences to get more kids on our product and then get more prescriptions and more insurance companies to pay for it. Now I got a whole bunch of kids on a whole bunch of crazy cocktails of SSRIs and, and, and uppers and downers and lefters and writers and whatever else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Especially after all the school closures and the mass mandates and all the kids missing out on major life events. It's just 
heartbreaking. It's like I'm looking at a puzzle that's missing like seven. It's got like a thousand pieces and there's like 17 of them are missing. I can see it, but I don't know exactly what it is. I know that the Federal Reserve is in cahoots with the pharmaceutical industry somehow that they're the government feels beholden to the pharmaceutical industry for for money. But that money is Federal Reserve money. So why doesn't the government just say we're taking control of the finances? We're still going to print our own. We're cutting you out. We don't want sick people. You don't, you don't profit off of more sick people. We don't want more sick people. You profit when there's less sick people. And the profit is a healthy society. It's not of the money. You don't need pieces of cotton in your pocket to be healthy. You need food. We need to be able to transport the food. You would have to assume that your government would want what is best for you. And I do not at this point in any way. Yeah, it's too massive. They want the individuals in government want what's best for themselves. The real question is, do you want what's best for you? And well, I ask that I to do. everybody. Yeah, do that's why I stopped yeah. eating sugar. That's, that's a good, point. good point. If you really want it, you'll do it. And that's the first step because the government is us. Yeah. Mm. They, they ask you that when you're diagnosed with MS. They're like, who is responsible for making this better for you? Is it your, you know, your family members, whatever? And I was like, it's obviously me, but thanks for asking. And they're like, good. You're going to do great. Jesus you know going to be successful. You know what I had for dinner? I had tuna salad. It was jarred tuna. Oh, my. Yeah, not canned. Oh, no. It was in glass jars. I don't want any of that metal in my tuna. (laughs) It was tuna salad on a bed of spinach with cherry tomatoes and avocado. Because I am eating healthy. Man, that sounds epic. Because I want what's best for me. Any additives, salt or anything? I think there was salt in it. Allison made it. I think um, every time I see Ian cooking, it's lentils. (laughs) Dude, they're so good. Red lentils, too. Red lentils will splooge into a goo. Whoa. Thank you for that. You mix it with tomatoes, <laughs> sweet potatoes, show. and carrot, boiled sweet potatoes and carrots with boiled, le- you boil the lentils slowly over like 20 minutes. You get a sauce out of it. Basically confirming what I said. A protein like, sauce. Do it's the like carrots Ian will walk in the kitchen well. and he'll have stuff all like, oh, what are you making today? Lentils. Lentils. Yeah. Yeah. A stew. It's a stew. I'm like, toasted uh, lentils. Stew made you toast lentils. them in oil before you put the water in and start <laughs> oh, to boil them. It breaks open pores in the lentils so it's more, <laughs> uh, subservient to the, to the infusion. It's yeah, a we cooking have, show yeah. in the works. I know, right? <laughs> we actually have a, a really good idea for a set already for the cooking show. Awesome. Yeah. I was a huge fan of Gordon Ramsay's uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Did you guys ever oh, watch? Oh, yes. Because it's like, you yeah. can't smell yeah. the food, you can't taste the food, but watching <laughs> oh, yeah, it is still awesome. Yeah. I always loved it when Gordon Ramsay would like find some awful restaurant, but they had really good food. And he like it was always awesome to see him be excited for the food being good, and then lament the bad management. <laughs> it's like he's a chef who's coming in to make your food better, but he's like, "Why are you taking orders this way? How come no one's answering the phone?" And I'm like, "Sounds like a business manager consultant." But I mean, he runs successful restaurants too. It was it was always great too when like you'd find a small hole in the wall that was perfect in every way, and you'd be like, "Wow, I wish people more people knew about this place. It's amazing." One in Louisiana, it was like that little old lady. Yeah, yeah, that was a good episode. Diners, drive-ins, he was and like, dives. He was like the best yes, I've ever I had. Love him. Remember that show? I love Guy Dine- Fieri yeah. so much. Which one? Crazy. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yes. That was amazing. Good Remember stuff. Man versus so Food? Yes, yes. <laughs> that was that was insane. gross. <laughs> I know, and, and, and like he, after he would eat all that crazy food, he would run on a treadmill. Oh yeah. my gosh! I mean, he had to. But you know, he, he probably didn't eat as much as people would assume he would be eating. Like you think he's eating that way every day. Yeah. I I think the the craziest one was when he tried eating those ghost pepper wings, oh, and it was no. like not a lot of food, but it's just ghost peppers. Yeah. Uh, it's not even food. Why would you eat it? 
I so I, I don't know what that is. What what is ghost it? pepper? Yeah, it used to be the hottest pepper. Now what Carolina Carolina oh, Reaper is? Yeah, or? I think so. It might be the hottest pepper on earth. They probably have hybridized something. He probably actually lost weight off of those. Then. <laughs> oh, he was, you, your <laughs> face swells up. The, He's tearing. You get sick. The Maruga yeah, scorpion, I think, is what it's Maruga called. Maruga scorpion. Oh gosh, now, huh? A new thing. So I went. Why to, would anybody eat the Maruga? With that name, why would you eat that? I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings when I was in college. And the frat guys that would come in and order those blazing wings. That is, they're, they're not there to eat. That's a, that's like a gross mission. They're there to show no, yeah. yeah. balls. No, yes, yes. Yeah, nobody can, nobody eats that hot stuff to enjoy it. Ugh, yeah. So I think they do, but I don't know how. Sick. A weird young adult male rite of passage. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. these, um, a bunch yes. of different, uh, spicy peppers. I'm not sure the company that you had ordered them from. It was oh, like yeah. Those years. are amazing. So I decided yeah. I'm going to try them all. And it was like hotter, hotter, hotter. And you see like, what is it? The ICUs or whatever. <laughs> the, the temperature scale goes up off the chart. And I'm like, just put a little in my palm and lick it. Ah. And I'm like sitting there breathing <laughs> for food. five minutes at the But counter. it's real. <laughs> I went to a hot sauce store. There's one at the Grove in Los Angeles. It's amazing. And I'm like, What's your hottest hot sauce? And they show me this crazy stuff. And I look at it. They add capsaicin to it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want like a real hot sauce that's naturally spicy. And then it's like Carolina Reaper stuff. But you can actually buy artificially enhanced hot sauce. And so I bought a vial of it. And then it's Scoville rating, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah. And I, I brought it to my friend's house and it was this little vial. Yeah. And he was like, I'll try it. But before I do, he dabbed it on his skin and he's like, let's just see what happens. His skin blistered. <gasps> okay. And then he was like, okay, I'm not eating that. Isn't capsaicin no. the stuff they put in pepper spray? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. resin capsaicin, mostly spray. <laughs> You only Perfect. get one tongue. Yeah, don't ruin it. No. <laughs> you can buy pure capsaicin too. It helps with pain. Oh, really? Well, yeah, very interesting. Because it like nukes yeah. your nerves? I don't know why it works, but it's fascinating that it, it does. It melts your nerves off so you can't feel. <laughs> I can't feel anything anymore. <laughs> I just, I feel like I just ate something spicy having this conversation. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, I want to <laughs> eat something spicy now. That I've, I've, I've yeah, when you can get your body to a point where like it's not spicy anymore, I think you can build out of it. I don't know if it's like, if it's sugar or something that makes it more spicy, makes it like almost incomprehensible. Yeah. SHUs, Scoville Heat Units. There it is. Well, I don't know how we got to hot sauce, but yeah, bring it in. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, and share the show anywhere you can. Take that URL posted all around. And head over to timcast.com to become a member. Really got to check out our Monday members-only oh show, gosh, the After Hour Show so with Dave Landau, funny. because we're just laughing ridiculously. It was very, very funny. Dave's brilliant. We had Dave and Jamie Kilsey, and they're both so funny. It was just hilariously <laughs> hilarious. And uh, we're going to have a members-only after-hours show coming up tonight at 11 p.m. You'll see it on the front page. It appears right there on the front page in the top left. But uh, for now, we will read your Super Chats. Nick Koenig says, rest in peace for their mother. Mm. I know how bad it is to, to lose a parent. My father died right before COVID, and I feel for them. Nothing but love for them. Right on, man. Gadsden says, uh, Tim, this is killing me. Have you unpaused your fan mail yet? I need to send you my National Divorce book. Also, the book is on Amazon and Audible now, too. Just look up National Divorce. It's the only book on the subject. For security reasons, we have to rethink how we do mail. And until then, I don't know. So I'm sorry. You know, we don't have it. Ivan Ooze says, please have Alex Stein come on the show. Tucker Carlson is his biological dad. Interesting request. Stay (laughs) tuned tomorrow. It's going to be funny when he cancels on us now. I know, right? <laughs> Waffle Sensei says, if everyone accepted the risk of standing up and speaking out, 
then there would be no risk for standing up and speaking out. And then three gorilla emojis. Yeah, I think so. Thank you, Waffle Sensei. He's uh, often on Pop Culture Crisis yeah, uh, Pop interacting Crisis. with us. Right on. Making money fly up in the air. That's right. Yes, he does. He's great. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. Not that guy says woke is destroying our culture. Wizards is leading the way. It is. The Dragon's Horde Trading Company does not uh, does not bow to SJW pressure. Luxury gaming accessories handmade by straight white disabled male veteran on the farm. Ah. I know Wizards the of the Dragon's Coast. Dragon's Horde Trading Company? Yeah. Looking it up. I know Wizards of the Coast and a lot of like the magic world has gone like tabletop gaming is like you think oh, everything yeah. else is woke. Bad. There's nothing woker so than, you know, than tabletop gaming. And this is this, the, the problem is uh, it's woke capitalism. Yep. So here's what happens. Somebody makes a, a game where it's, you know, wizards fighting each other. It's a strategy game, and it's like, I'm a wizard, and you're a wizard, and I'm going to cast lightning bolt. It's like, oh, I counterspell. And uh, people have fun doing it. And then the company gets investors. Big gaming companies come in and say, we want to buy this. This is brilliant. One day they're looking at their numbers, and they're like, the Q3 numbers are in. We have a tremendous amount of sales among men, 18 to 34 but how do we get women? They're always looking for the phantom demographic that doesn't care about their game. Exactly. That's, it's always about the damn phantom so demographic. how can we change the game to attract more yeah. females? Have you considered making the characters frumpy and ugly? <laughs> That's a good idea. Give them dad bods. <laughs> yes. This is what they did. <laughs> no, they, the, the dads all stay good looking. The women become they, – they make yeah. the women frumpy. But, but this, is what I don't, I, this is what I don't understand, right? When you have like a Magic the Gathering card and there's like a guy, a character, it's like he's all ripped, Gideon or whatever. Yeah. He's like, he's like ripped. And then you look at the women and the women are like beautiful. And then, and then Wizards is like, mm, this is not representative of people. So we're going to make the win all frumpy now. And I'm like, okay, listen, hold on. Men are attracted to beautiful women. Women are attracted to beautiful men. And pe- women who like women also like beautiful women. Oh. And men who like men also like beautiful men. Therefore, just make beautiful people on your cards. Why wouldn't you do that? It's it's like, imagine, if people are attracted to people who are attractive, why try to sell them something that's not attractive? So it makes no sense. You, you just kind of, you know, I, this sounds really mean, but I think this, this, the same logic really applies to kind of plus size models being integrated in all of the, you know, online stores and stuff now. Well, that's, that I get. Because women are getting fatter and fatter. And so they're trying to say like, hey, look at this lady wearing clothes that you could fit in. Yes, but I think the issue with that is a woman doesn't want to see an outfit on her. They they want to see it on a pretty person so they can imagine exactly. it looks like that on them. That's, That's going to make me look like what's, that. What's, yes. what's that fat chick store? Morbid? Was oh my gosh! Torrid. Torrid. Oh, okay. okay. We, we were literally talking about it today because we were talking. <laughs> we were talking about the Victoria's Secret documentary that's coming that came yeah. out. Yeah, and their sales tank. We talked yeah. about well, this. Torrid. The, the yeah. whole thing today Torrid. because it's like the idea is that like men, uh, like uh, superhero men, right? Uh, Superman has got a twelve pack, not even a six pack. And the idea is that men find that aspirational. Like mm-hmm. I'm never going to look like that, but. By God, if I'm not going to go to the gym and try, um, and that women, but then when right. when they would do that to the female characters, then it's unrealistic beauty standards. It's like it's literally a superhero. It's not supposed to be realistic, but the idea is then they've put that into the fashion world. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and then no, I I wrote an article about this for the Federalist a few years ago, and you know it was it's funny. I actually talked about my first experience going into Victoria's Secret when I was like you know 16 or whatever with my girlfriends from high school, and um, it felt like going to like the cool girl. Girls like 
closet. It's like a club. A, it yeah, was. It was it like it was like, is. oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is so sexy. This is so sophisticated. Um, you know, it, it just it felt like I was entering a new just place I've never been. And and you know, the thing about those Victoria's Secret Angels, which got canceled because they made people mm-hmm. feel bad for being so gorgeous, Andriana Lima. Um you know, when when you wear Victoria's Secret clothes, you you want to put it on. You 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 want to imagine yourself as an angel. Yeah. yeah. You you don't yeah. want to. I, I just feel like they really screwed up by. I'm just by, gonna call it morbid from now on. I like that. It's <laughs> funny. Great. Now you get to look like Megan Rapinoe. That's what hey. I'm saying. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but you. not even a woman who's trying to be who who knows maybe she's not Adriana Lima wants to put on lingerie and look yeah. like Megan Rapinoe. Like it's just it's it's just a bad equal pay. It's I'm gonna, bad marketing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna open a big and tall shop called Morbid. Yeah, for men. <laughs> I love it so, so much. So we 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 have an idea for a show. We've talked about it before, right? The mall store show. No. We have, I think so. Mall anyway, store? on or off. I'm not sure on or off air, but we, we've, we've talked air. about it off yeah, air. On air, I think we didn't okay. mention it. Mall store. So it's a, a show that we're, we're putting together we where we just, we get store. a store and then we have, we just change what the store is as gag stores all the time just to like, to see the reactions of people who are coming in like confused. <laughs> That's really funny. So we'll do morbid. Yeah. It'll be called morbid. <laughs> we'll stylize it and we'll put like big fat mannequins. <laughs> Morbid. Yeah, I, I went. And then what we'll do is we'll have the, uh, we'll have a big and tall section, the morbid section, and the moribund section. Beautiful. <laughs> I, I feel like you can't really satirize reality because I went to the perfume store the other day and I saw this huge fat model yeah. and yeah. this bright sunny looking perfume and I was like, I don't want to smell like that model smells. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I really don't. That That's sounds gross. so mean because I, I understand that we are, you know, supposed to be body positive but there's just a fine line between being mm. body, body positive and then like having Lizzo on the sh- on the yes. cover of like what was it shape Sorry, yeah. not or something hot. I was uh, I called someone more abundantly obese <laughs> and then someone tried correcting me they're like yeah. oh you mean morbidly obese and I was like no more abundantly they're about to die there's <laughs> a difference oh, the yeah. state well, of dying oh my yeah. god well, that's, that's currently in the state when you're that large like your risk of heart disease is much higher than yeah. other people's and yeah. it, it's just a health fact and we should stop pretending hey look I lost 30 goal. pounds I was a big boy and it was Possible. funny because somebody somebody was like Tim we know you were fat because it, after you watch your clips we have an after an outro <laughs> segment record a new ending promoting yeah. <laughs> the show and I'm, and it's like from a few months ago so I'm like bigger so my thing is like you can you can cut out the sugar you can get better you can be healthy you can go for a walk it's let's possible. let's read some more super chats um all right well how do you uh, Athanasios Athanasen says love you guys need help 10 year police officer killed by drunk driver while volunteering for fellow officer leaving behind a loving oh. wife and five kids oh. firefighter brother had to watch him die oh no Give, send, go, supporting the Richardson family. Also possible to buy Snackboard. Snackboard. Not yet, but soon. Soon, soon. Yeah, we're actually looking at a venue. Uh, we're looking to purchase a building, which will function as a game shop, skate shop, and venue for events. And that will be out in the uh, uh, in eastern West Virginia. <laughs> What's the name of that that uh, GoFundMe again? Richardson family. For, it was give, send, go. Give, send, go. go. Yeah. I do think crowdfunding may be the future of a way we get out of this uh, this mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can shut you down on crowdfunding, though, if the platform doesn't like yeah, you. Yeah, we need a decentralized, um, untrackable crowdfunding yeah. mechanism. That's, Nate, oh, good. I was going to read more. Uh, Nathan Trimmington says, Tim, when is the rap song dropping? Oh, yeah. I don't know, at some point, I suppose. Raymond Magaji says, dude, Tim, how long did that take to ace that? I... So people need to understand, I talk faster than I actually talk, and I have to try to talk slower. Hmm. All right, Ben Shapiro. So I want to hear it on 0.5 speed. 
and see if it sounds like you but warped. It's going to be so weird. I, no, when, I, when I record yeah. my segments, sometimes there will be like some important thing I have to do and I'm like, I got to get this done quick. Go, go, go. But I don't realize that a segment is 30 minutes long regardless of how fast I'm talking. Yeah. So I'll end up cramming in like an hour's worth of content because I'll just be like reading the news and just going really fast. And then I look at the timer and I'm like – Talking fast isn't making this any different. Like, I should I should chill out and like make this listenable. That's been a very big part. Like for me, is trying to learn how to slow down because I'm a naturally fast talker as yeah. well. Like when we're doing the segments and I'm moving the conversation along, I get that natural urge to kind of pick up and move along because I don't like the idea of dead air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have to slow it down. Forlorn Vox says, LMAO at Tim speaking at 10 times playback speed. <laughs> you read that article like it was a side effects to it. It was, it was side effects to a shady big pharma prescription medication. There you go. Stunning. It was uh, like the micro machines guide. Do you guys remember those commercials? Mm-mm. Micro machines faster than the real thing. Oh, yeah, was what, remember that smaller, guy, that famous guy who could talk super fast? That was yeah. the guy. Yeah, that's oh, the that guy. Yeah, he did the micro machines commercials. Yeah, I could talk inspiration. But there was, Twista came to Twist, my mind. Twista, oh, yeah. Twista yeah. And, yeah. and Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there was, and uh, there was a really funny thing that says, uh, Buster Rhymes is the fastest rap in the world and then it cuts and it says the guy from the pharmaceutical commercials yeah. has entered the chat. <laughs> the law disclaimer guy. <laughs> For reference it was John Mashita Jr. is the guy with the motor mouth John the guy who's fast John. talking. Anwar Abu Baker says please look into AB5 bill in California. There will be a huge disruption in the supply chain this week possibly. They are trying to turn independent contractors into employees to extract tax dollars from truck drivers. God bless your work Tim. Didn't that already pass a long time ago? I don't know. That you was Google it? one Maybe of the videos five. that that you did early yeah. on that uh, I when I realized how much my friends hated uh politics that weren't their own was pointing that out to somebody and I got gaslit super hard and I'm like <laughs> I pointed out that bill and he goes well I don't doubt that you read something like that oh, I'm like oh come on dude and yeah. then and then Vox fired like all of their yes, California so contractors funny. all of them were axed right and they're like we can't hire you anymore yeah, we course. don't do business in California either Yeah, uh, not just for that reason for a variety of reasons yeah. do not do business in California if you I the Daily Wire used to be in California. They moved. They're in Nashville now. Yeah. Sure enough. Let me just say, do not do business in California. If you live there, I guess. But if you're if you're any kind of company that in any way has to do anything in, in other states, so because we're digital media, we can take we can take articles and contract people who might be in California. We won't do it. California is, does not exist as far as our company is concerned. Do not do business there. You'll regret it. Yeah. You will absolutely regret it. An employee can walk into your office, take a dump on your desk, pick it up and throw it at someone, and you will get sued for it. It's insane. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but it's almost that bad. Maybe it actually is. I don't know. It's just, it's brutal. You can, you can have a talk with like the labor board, and I've worked in California, and I've, I've been on the other, other side of that. They'll, they'll tell you whatever you, like, if you're the employee and you're like, I have a problem, they'll go, we don't care. We're gonna give you whatever you want, and we're gonna strip it from the business. It's crazy. Wow. All right. Brett Willett says, may God bless you, Ian. We pray for you always. May your heart and eyes be opened to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Dude, last night, Brett, I was thinking, I was like laying in bed till like five in the morning thinking about God. I'm like, okay, this is real because a lot of times I feel despair. But last night I was thinking maybe the solution is to this is bringing people together with God. And it feels real. Um, it's like, uh, like it's, uh, I think it's real. Like it's you, you study Nassim Harriman's Schwarzschild proton, and like you've got these black holes in you. Like the protons, really, I. It's scientific. It really seems like there's something going on, man. 
I think God is real. Yeah. All right. The backlash says Ronald Reagan gave fireside chats from the White House. Trump doing that would be phenomenal. That'd be fun. It would be the funniest, so most fun. fun thing ever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is former President Donald Trump from Mar-a-Lago, the Winter White House. We did like meme report from the White House. That'd be so it, good. Trump does meme <laughs> review. Yeah, yes. meme review from the White House. That would be the coolest. <laughs> thing ever. So fun. When so we got it. We have to. We have to get Trump for the show somehow. We, we've talked with a bunch of people in those circles, and like maybe we'll go to New Jersey. But if we do, I will ask Trump to review like three memes. Yes. And it'll be a short thing, probably like five, ten minutes, but that would be the coolest thing ever. That'd be like, so funny. For the kids, Comic we need gold. you to review these memes. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that demographic, Trump. And it would just be funny, like apolitical memes, just, you know, funny stuff. You know, I, I, watching him, the NPC one, he'll be like, what's an NPC? I don't get it. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, Dalamar says Trump has a channel, 2.6 million subs, been there for years, streams the rallies. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, but we need like... Trump to be sitting watching TV, <laughs> and then we get to watch his reaction to Fox News. Uh, Think about how amazing that show would be. If he held, like, watch parties on Amazon Prime, where he just watches, like, the West Wing. Like, <laughs> no, no, just like watch him watching Tucker Wing. Carlson, and Tucker says something, and then he starts commenting on it and just going off would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. If Trump did what I did, like, grab news articles, and then turn the camera and start talking about it, <laughs> he'd have 50 million viewers in a week. <laughs> he would be getting 5, 10 million views per clip. It would be it would be just amazing. All right, the pyromaniac says Trump and DeSantis need to team up. Have Trump charge in like a bull, like in 2016. Let DeSantis wrangle with Congress and train him up on the appropriate foreign policy decisions and prime him for a run in 2028 with a Trump endorsement. I mean, I'm down. You know, I think DeSantis is good for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. I think there's reasons to think Trump would be good. It's tough. We got to see this primary. We'll see what they say. I don't know. I think that. You know, if if Republicans really want to win, I think that they kind of got to ditch the Trump stuff. Yeah. I, I think they need to embrace a new face. I think DeSantis is tough on the on stuff like Trump is, and and that's why Trump was so attractive. It's very similar issues, but you know, why do Trumpers want? Why do why would Republicans want another news cycle of just media versus Trump and Trumpism and Trump? Like it's I just feel like it's time to move on. Come on. Yeah, you got to define what it means to win because you get Trump into office and it definitely not be a win for anybody. Well, it it, it won't be a win for anybody, and it's just going to be more of the same thing. And it's just time for progress. See, right. I, I I think I don't want Trump back in office, and then he makes the tweet about Elon Musk or the the post about Elon Musk, <laughs> and I want him back. I'm sorry. Well, I that's just, I think that if he does his own show, like what Tim was suggesting, <laughs> then we all win. Just make his own like fake presidency. <laughs> Give him the Oval just, Office. Yes, it'd be amazing to tape a show on sometimes. Yes. Jedi Mind Trick seventy five says I'm always the I like Ian Butt guy in the comment section, but Ian is steady rolling twenties tonight. He is killing my gimmick. Nothing but love, Ian. Enjoying awesome. P- Pop Culture Crisis too, Brett. Thank you. Love you, homie. Who was that? Jedi Mind Trick. Jedi Mind Trick. I feel you. Bub Savvy says, hey, Tim, you should have Sam Hyde on before his Hassan Piker fight next year. Next year? When's they're fighting? They're fighting? No, that's yeah, awesome. Interesting. Yeah, Sam what? Hyde's a boxing coach. Did you see he coached? He's going to fight Hassan? Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I haven't heard this. is the first I've heard of it, though. I have no oh. idea. But yeah, we should have Sam Hyde on. Yes. I like Sam a lot. I know him. Maybe. Falls in there. That will happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. 
Joe Miles says the millennials working in the White House think they are living in the TV show West Wing. Kamala's speechwriters are probably failed scriptwriters trying to create a quotable one-liner. I, I, I don't think so. She'd be saying, like, bigger words. You know? <laughs> yes. No, I actually, that was the first thing I thought of was that it sounds like they're trying to write an endearing speech that's really easy to digest and they're just bad at it, but mm. it's, her delivery is too off to actually buy that. I no, I think word salads. I think yeah. what they're doing is Kamala's like, I need a speech for tonight. And they, she texts them like, I need a speech. And they go, okay. And they keep hitting the middle button of the predictive text. <laughs> yeah, they and they just phone. let it go. And they're like, that's good. Send. And then she goes, Oh. Copy and paste that sentence. <laughs> yep. Multiple times. Let an AI write her speeches. I guess Maybe. what they're doing. Yeah. I honestly think nobody's writing anything. Mm-hmm. She's just sitting there and she has nothing to say. And she's like, well, they're like, uh, what do you think we should do about the border? Well, the border it's is an issue <laughs> that a lot of people have thought about when it comes to the issues. <laughs> Okay. Countries have borders. Right. <laughs> we are a country. Yeah. border. The border's another country. Yes. Which means See, that there's a border. A, yeah. And there are people. She's got a group, like, a, she's got like a, a writing team sitting around a table doing this. They're all throwing ideas in. <laughs> yeah, border. Like, Say that again. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> Michael Schwobel. How many people right now know their neighbors? Most have already been split from them through the way of, uh, 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 way through the way out culture functions. Do you know your neighbors? I do. Neighbors. My neighbors. You say howdy neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wave right. to them when I take my kid to daycare. When I come home, sometimes we waved each other over the fences. But you know, I, you I just moved to my, no, my my neighborhood kind of recently, and COVID has made it hard to connect with people. Do you think you'll have to fight them? I. You know what? Malcolm Nance said, "We got to go. Come they, on, outside." They would lose. Oh, <laughs> they would lose. I fight dirty. Strong. Oh. Yeah, that's right. All right. Patrick Reichert says, total non sequitur, but Ian, curious when you saw Foo Fighters. I have seen them 10 times, and they are my favorite band. Taylor Hawkins' loss has really affected me. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, I think it was 2003 about. It was an incredible show, too. That was the closest I ever got to really, like, just screaming and throwing my arms in the air. That's Dave crazy. They were, they were getting ready for, like, a tour or something, right? They were like, on yeah. tour. They were yeah. on tour. They were tour. in South America, in and South Taylor, America. they found him in a hotel, man. It's just absolutely... How did he die? Was it, like, cardiac arrest or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't the, know. The, I don't remember if there, anything came out about that. I know that he had... A, there was, like, a bunch of drugs Makes in the sense. hotel room. But they said yeah. that he never used before shows, so it didn't... It didn't fall in line. I said, the it, problem with heroin yeah. use, a lot of in hard, really heavy mm-hmm. drugs, is that if someone does it in the same environment over and over, their body, when you walk into that room, the body gets ready for it. It yep. puts the things ready to counter yeah. the heroin. Mm-hmm. So then when you go to a new environment, you use that same amount. You're, there's no Your body's not ready for it, wow. and it can shock the system. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. I mean, beyond the fact that it could just have been tainted, or there yeah, could be any no. number of things that is wrong with yeah. it that cause those problems. So. One of the best. Yeah. I actually have a, like a light-hearted story about Foo Fighters. So Dave Grohl, I think, is from Maryland, right? He's kind Virginia. Of okay, so yeah, yeah. so they were... I was with my husband when we were still dating a few years ago. We were on U Street. We're walking around, and there was a part of U Street that was, you know, under construction. So it was like one of those, what are they called? Scaffolding? Yeah. And it's just us walking one way, and then a group of men in black and stuff are are coming at us. And I kind of look at them, but I'm trying not to be a weird starer. And I realize, oh, my God, that's the 
freaking Foo Fighters. And I say, oh, my God, that was the Foo Fighters. <laughs> and Dave Grohl, because at this point we had passed each other, mocks me. He goes, oh, my God, that's the Foo Fighters. <laughs> and I was like, Dave Grohl just mocked me. We got to the bar where we were headed. I was like, you guys, Dave Grohl just mocked me. Everyone's like, you're lying. We looked it up. Sure enough, they were on tour, and it was so them. Funny. And, yeah, I have been an even bigger fan of them since because that was mocked so funny. I was, uh, yeah, I was mocked by the rules. Nothing about what I do. I used to live near the Metro in Chicago. Yeah. Are you familiar with the venue at all? Anybody? No. So it's like a thousand seater and uh, it's like a really popular spot. So I'm, it's right next to Wrigley Field as well. So I'm a few blocks down. I can't remember the name of the street. It was off Clark. And me and my friend were busking, playing music on the street when everyone's out at the bars getting ready for the show. And uh, I'm a big fan or I, I used to be a really big fan of Death Cab for Cutie. I don't really listen oh, to a lot yeah. of their stuff these days. But uh, so I knew all their songs. And so I'm playing a ton of their songs. And then I looked at my friend and I'm like, let's just play an original that I wrote. We start playing. And then as I'm playing, Ben Gibbard, the lead singer, and a couple other guys walk past and they look and they like, you know, like nod and keep walking. And then I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I look like Ben Gibbard. <laughs> and then I look at my friend. She's like, yeah, aren't they playing at the Metro tonight? Which is like two blocks away. And I was like, no way. <gasps> I thought it was funny that the one time I stopped playing covers of his band was when he actually walked past <laughs> me. And then I was just like, wow, that was crazy. That's awesome. uh, I, I got actually I got to meet them once. It was really cool. I got to meet uh, Chris Walla. Was a really cool dude. Talked to him about music. Cool guys. Really That's cool stuff. Awesome. Love their music. All right. What do we got more? What more do we got? What do we got more? Waffle Sensei says, if you are not fighting for hearts and minds and souls, and you're only fighting to win, then all you want is power, and you deserve none of it. Oh, yeah. The betterment of your enemies. I guess the idea is to. Make everything better. A rising tide lifts all ships. Correct. All right. CJ McLean says, I usually listen to the show the day after and download it to my phone with YouTube Premium. For some reason, I can't download the episode from 712. This isn't the first time this has happened. Not sure if you guys or YouTube is censoring. Hmm. What was on the 12th? Adrian and uh, Libby. Really? Yeah. Sometimes things just happen, and it's not necessarily something yeah, that, malevolent. There's a thing about that with YouTube. So we can always download our own episodes after we stream, but like 1 in 10 or like 1 in 20, yeah, you can't. It's, yeah, it's just a problem. Yeah, and there were issues. So here's this is really funny. We have had issues where like we, we, we manually record the show, yeah. and then afterwards we use that recording for all the clips because the live streamed version has artifacting or down res or something like that. But there have been instances where I've screwed up or we ran a hard drive space where things crashed and we should probably check that actually. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then we're like, we'll just download it from YouTube and we can't. So we have to screen capture our own show. We have to like load it, yeah. let it run for two hours and just record so that we can make clips again because you can't download it. Yeah. And and the way live streams work, these third party downloading things don't work either. They may have fixed it. Maybe it's changed, but we've had those. It is brutal. That's frustrating. Yeah. All right, let's see what we got in the old Super Chat lineup. James Riley says, Politics is not a litmus test for good and evil. We should be free to disagree with that reprisal. Otherwise, the fringes on both sides win. Mm. Yes, but the fringes on the right will actually talk to you. They'll, they'll, they demand to be debated. Debate me! And then you, uh, and then, <laughs> but I mean, like, conservatives, uh, um, you know, want to have the conversation. Even far right, as extreme as they get, want to have the conversation and prove to you why they've come to their conclusions. The left is a cult, and they're like, nope, don't want to hear it. Get out. Don't it's care. The epitome of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Yep. Silence. That's Silence. where it comes from. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's grab some more super chats. 
Dead Eye says Tim and Gang look into super tasters and non tasters when it comes to eating spicy foods. Uh, someone told me that I was a super taster. And I don't know if that's true, but I said I didn't like cilantro. And they said, does it taste like soap? And I said, no. And they said, then why don't you like it? I said, it overpowers everything. And they're like, like, oh, it. so you probably don't like alcohol either. And I was like, right. And Correct. they're like, okay, you're probably a super taster. Oh, that's interesting. And interesting. I was like, uh, I guess I could never understand how people sip whiskey. No. Cause me neither. Yeah. That's interesting. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that makes you a super taster because you don't like to drink that stuff. That's crazy. Cause ever since I had COVID, I can taste alcohol really strongly wow. and cilantro kind of similarly so i wonder if it's kind of changed my taste buds like that weird the real weird. question is why do people know what soap tastes like yeah it's a great question because they swore as a kid that's right they got yeah. their yeah. mouth washed yeah. did you, did you soap. Soap one yeah. time it's and then my mom cried she felt so bad oh. but <laughs> i was like just being a 13 year old bitch <laughs> and i was dropping up bombs and she was not having it and i sat on the toilet like that scene in a christmas was it called a christmas, christmas story? story yes and it was disgusting and horrible and i know exactly what, ta- what soap tastes like it, it's like they say cilantro tastes the way so- uh, soap smells you know what oh, I mean? Okay. like you'll smell something and then taste and go oh the funny thing is you know the worst thing you ever go to a mall and they have auntie ann's and it's the best smell in the world yeah, so you buy one and you're like this is not that good yes <laughs> <laughs> it's like I am very disappointed in how this tastes versus how it smells. It smells better than the taste. What's up with that? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I've got like candles that are like strawberry cheesecake that don't smell eat them. so good, but you don't want to eat that. So <laughs> yeah. It would not taste good. It's a bummer, though. <laughs> All right. Sign of Luck says, "What are your thoughts about a populist purple DeSantis or Trump Tulsi Gabbard ticket?" I'm down for it. Like, I really don't see a Trump Gabbard thing happening. What about DeSantis Gabbard? That would be I'm sold. I'm I'd sold right away. Yeah. It would ha- they, it, they left would have to run Newsom though for that to be as maximum entertaining as possible. DeSantis Gabbard ticket. Tulsi solves the foreign policy questions yeah. when it comes to DeSantis, and I'm just like, count me, count me in. Yeah, I think you know uh, I met Tulsi recently when we were in New York. It was great. I'm a big fan. She's shown herself to be one of the few principled politicians I've ever seen. There's a handful of Republicans we've had on the show that I think are cool, but uh, that would be awesome. And I think it would be unifying, too. It would it would shut down the left. People on the right would be like, we get it. The left would be screaming and pounding their feet. Amazing. All right, my friends, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show if you really do like it, and head over to TimCast.com to become a member. We're going to have an after-hours uncensored show for all of you. We're going to be doing a lot, a lot to reform the website and structure things. So I think we're going to be calling like the after show, the after hours uncensored or something like that, separating it so it's easier to find, launching other shows. With your support, we will do much, much more. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, so you can smash the like button. Like I said, you can follow me at Timcast and follow the show at Timcast IRL. Vanessa, do you want to shout anything out? Um, yeah, my company is, uh, uh, Red Renegade Public Relations, Red Renegade PR, and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Vanessa Santos XO. Right on. Uh, guys, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Brett Dasovic, but more importantly, youtube.com slash popculturecrisis, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Me and Mary have a lot of fun with various members of the, 
of the crew here That's talking right. about uh, movies, television, pop culture, everything like that. It's uh, it's a great time, and the show's been uh, growing steadily. We're really and, enjoying it. And if you super chat, you can fire money <laughs> at them. It's true. While they're talking, <laughs> it mainly goes with the guest, but it goes <laughs> yeah, right it's by. So great. It goes right by me and Mary's face every time, and it's it's a lot of fun. Ian's gonna be on tomorrow. That guest will be me. Yes. yes. So oh, fire yeah, your super yeah. chats into my coffee and into my face. It's gonna <laughs> it, be fun. That actually happened to Hannah Claire uh, the other day. Oh um, yes, right it's, in the right. Not a joke. It is. It is quite real. Uh, <laughs> great to meet you, Vanessa. It was Thanks great to meet coming, you. Man. Thank you so um, much. You guys follow me through social media, IanCrossland.net. You can find all my portals there, and I'm all over the place. So hit me up anywhere you want to. And if you haven't clicked the bell button yet, in addition to clicking like and subscribing to the channel, hit the bell button so you get notifications when we go live, when videos go up. See you later. Correct. And you guys, make sure that you're tuning into Pop Culture Crisis at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as you know, politics is downstream of culture. So then you can tune in to IRL at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You guys can follow me on TwitterMinds.com at Sarah Patchlitz as well as SarahPatchlitz.me. We will see all of you at TimCast.com for the Uncensored After Show. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.